Welcome to the Rotten Round Table. <laughs> What's up and welcome to the Horrorcast, episode number 179. And tonight we are doing a Rotten Roundtable episode. If you're not familiar, Rotten Roundtable episodes, uh, we talk about horror news. We talk about what's coming out um, at the theaters and VOD and all the streaming services and everything uh, of the current month, which is October 2023. And then we will go around the Rotten Roundtable and talk about what each host has been watching. Um, always like to give the caveat, uh, if it's a newer film that we're discussing, we will try not to spoil that. Uh, if it is a, uh, an older movie, we reserve the right to, uh, to spoil some of those things. So I am one of your hosts tonight, Mark Nato, and let's bring in Taminator. What's up, Taminator? Mm-hmm. Hi, you guys. It's so good for the group to be back together again. Yeah, it's been a while. We haven't done a, a a round table together for several months. I think. I think. I think maybe July. It was me and um, Jessica, and then in August, I believe it was Vin and Jessica, and then I think last month it was Tammy and Jessica. It was uh, yeah. It was, it was a horror cast. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. It's good to all, all be back together. Have things to talk about tonight. So let's bring in, um, Jessica. What's up? Hey guys. What's up? I have a ton of watches, so I'm excited to get into it. Yes. I think we all have a lot of watches. Um, and last but never least, Revenant Vin. What's up, Vin? Hey. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah. Hey. Looking forward to discussing some more. Yep. Are you guys sufficiently in the uh, Halloween fall mode? I'm trying, but we're having record heat here, and it's like 90 degrees. So yeah, we're um th- this past week or two, it's been really nice, like 60s and and uh, yeah. rain here, and it was it was very fally. But we're supposed to have uh, temps in the 90s this week, so yeah, know. we'll see yeah. how that goes. Yeah, we put the decorations up in the house already. So we've got a skeleton and a, a corpse zombie at our dinner table with us. So nice. Um, the kids are already having fun. Yay! Yeah, very fall like here. I'm really mad because I haven't gotten to put up my decorations yet. I just like haven't had time. So just waiting until I have a moment to myself so I can finally decorate you know, the house. Probably <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get into this because we've got a lot to cover tonight. Um, first order of business is the news feed. That news feed. 
I mean, being October, there's tons and tons of different kinds of news that I can go through and bloody disgusting. But I just, I just, um, pared it down to three things that I thought were really something that I want to talk about. And the first thing is, uh, the future of Halloween. I'm sure uh, you guys have heard that, uh, uh, Malik Akkad, uh, is currently shopping the rights for film and TV. Um, so I guess, what has it been? It's been, um, it's been through, uh, I'm trying to think of who, who owned it. Blumhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Blumhouse is the one that, that did the, the latest trilogy. Yeah. Um, and I think that was, um, through Universal Pictures. Uh, so basically all the rights and everything are going to be up to the highest bidder. Um, and there's a massive bidding war going on right now for the television rights. Um, so maybe they're bringing Haddonfield to the small screen. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> we've also, uh, had rumors that A24 is part of the bidding, uh, for the movie rights. Um, and I did not know that A24 recently won the rights to produce a Friday the 13th television series. And oh, wow. It's going to be called oh. Crystal Lake. Uh, I did know about the Crystal Lake series. It's going to be on Peacock. I had no idea A24 was behind it. Yeah, uh, me either. So that, that makes it interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Imagine if A24 got both Friday the 13th and Halloween. That would be, be interesting. Art House Slashers. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, I think that's really the direction it needs to go. Cause what else, what else can you do? Well, you either had to do that or the other direction where you have to go like total grindhouse lease, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't want that. And I, yeah, we, and I also don't that. want Michael Myers to go to space or, or, you know, some kind of yeah. goofy stuff that worked with Jason Voorhees. Uh, you could, you know, as well as it could, uh, work, but. <laughs> I think Michael right. just needs to. I think it needs a reinvention. Um, yeah, I was not impressed with the recent iterations. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I think that's interesting. Uh, um, uh, you know me. I, I love the Halloween universe, but uh, for me, it, it needs a little little time to breathe. It needs some time. Yeah, I don't know but, how they can make a. TV show, unless they go back to John Carpenter's original plan of just doing like a different story each time. Based yeah, on you could do an anthology, um, or or you could just do a, you know, a, a deeper dive into, you know, Michael Myers and maybe like, you know how to, how like that, um, the last movie Halloween ends, how that, how that kind of explored a little bit like it was almost like a it was like a curse on the town or it was it was kind of a lot more to it than just a a crazy kid you know or they could go back to the cult of thorn who knows what they could do <laughs> but um yeah but we'll see yeah. it, it's, it's never going to be as good as the original 1978 film but keep it keep it a- a24's never done tv have they you know, I I couldn't answer that question. I don't know. Um, don't they they do uh, Euphoria, right? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's A24. Okay. 
That's that I don't crazy, know what else they crazy, do. crazy uh, high school movie, mm-hmm. uh, show, it's right? Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya. I think that's why I even watched it because my daughter was really into it, and I was like, "Ugh, it does not look like something I would enjoy." And then I saw it was um, by A twenty four, so I was like, "Fine, I'll watch it." I've never seen it. I do know it's supposed to be kind of artsy. So, all right, second piece of news. I know that uh, uh, Jessica and Tammy will be very happy to hear that the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs has been renewed for a supersized sixth season. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. The world's foremost drive-in movie critic, Briggs, will be back next for two Halloween-themed specials in October. Okay, so that's coming up. We'll talk about that in market calendars. A holiday special in December. A Valentine's Day special in February. And then in March, goes into a new series format. Um, the new format is the last drive in will spotlight one movie every other Friday night versus the double features we've become accustomed to. So it'll mm. be every, and, a, and it ends up being like 30, 30, 30 films that it'll be, uh, we'll be talking about this season. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. So it's not as many, uh, you know, in one night with the double feature, but that you get it every other Friday. So there you go. I know you guys like that. And the last thing, and, and I put this in here because one of my, I know Vin likes to read as well, but this is not really reading. This is more of a, I guess, a, it's a podcast, but it is a, a story-based podcast. Audible um, is launching uh, an Are You Afraid of the Dark? podcast um just in time for halloween uh from nickelodeon so basically it's gonna be like it's gonna be a a story in podcast form um it's not they're not talking about like old episodes no they're actual stories episodes um and that is kind of cool yeah yeah i'll listen to that me too. Usually you have Heck really yeah. good audio productions too. Yeah. Yeah, Audible mm-hmm. does. Yeah, Audible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I will say this, I did try to um, listen to an audio drama um, called Possessed or something by Audible. And I hated it. I had to turn it off. But I, I think this will be better because um, this is not a, such a serious topic. You know, I think mm-hmm. this is um, going to be kind of. Um, Good for kids as well. It says, crafted by a talented team of actors and writers, these stories dare to explore the darkest depths of the imagination. Each curated sound pulls you deeper into the story. A whisper in the woods, a creak in the floorboards, a moan in the graveyard. And each story reveals shocking secrets and unravels terrifying mysteries. In the theater of your mind, horror has no limits. So I'll just give you a taste of the first episode. There's six episodes already. Uh, planned, uh, the tale of the last hide and seek. Four kids take their hide and seek game to an abandoned factory where the urban legend about the night watchman may be more than just a story. <laughs> so it was good. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it. Listen Heck to it. yeah. I'm trying to think. Did... Do you have to have an audible, um, subscription though? Cause isn't that like $9.99 a month or? 
Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I li- I have an Audible subscription. I I, I listen yeah, to. I think it's like fifteen dollars a month. Oh, you want the credits? Fourteen ninety nine a month, yeah. and you get one one credit per month. I I don't know if you have to. Um, I think there's a cheaper Audible subscription that you have access to a large library. Yeah, but you don't get. The but credit. for the for the podcast, you'd have to have an Audible subscription. Yes, I think so. Oh. Well, they need to like get different tiers then if they're going to start doing these. Well, I think that's what he's, that's what Vince said. There's like a, a, a cheaper tier where you'll yeah. get like, um, from the podcast and access some, to a bunch of, yeah. it's basically like a library stuff you get access to. But the $15 one, you get a credit that you can trade in for an audiobook. Which Sometimes the new release is be like really expensive. So it's like $15 is pretty good price for some of these. Yeah, I love, I love Audible. I like a lot. All right. So there you go. That's the news feed. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go into Mark Your Cameras. Can you play the wake up playlist? Do you like this one? Turn that up. Alice! Oh my god, what is that? Don't touch it! It's a good song! No! Stop! Stop! What are you doing? I know it's a great song with its catchy melody and sing-along lyrics, but we cannot play that song! Only a song. I'm just gonna play it one more time. Don't! Stop! Killer songs you can't resist. Spotify. We are back and it's time for October Mark Your Calendars. Woohoo! Woohoo! It's October. There's tons of stuff, so I'm gonna be as quick as possible with this. Um I, I probably missed some stuff. Who knows? I can only do what, what I can do. You know, some, there's not a, a great place online where they're all there. So, um, today is, uh, October 2nd, right? 2nd. Yeah. Second. Yeah. So today on Hulu, uh, a new film dropped called Appendage. Did anybody watch it? I s- no, I just saw the, like, I turned my Hulu on a little bit ago to see if Bachelor in Paradise is on there. Don't tell anyone that. And like the appendage thing came up and I was like, Oh my God, that looks so good. So I added it to my stuff. So that's a Hulu original. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. Um, I don't know if they even did it last year, but remember, uh, Hulu did a lot of stuff in October the last mm-hmm. few years. And I don't think it, there's as much this year. And they also. Got their- their Huluween is, they call it Huluween, that's up. But if you click on it, it's just all the stuff from the past years. It doesn't, yeah, just like, wanna, appendage I like, like Yeah, anything. I like stuff that's, um, you know, made specifically for, you know, brand new stuff. And uh, I haven't seen any of the, uh, remember Blumhouse used to do mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, there's a new movie every week on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, I haven't seen that, 
That's oh. something they, they didn't do. Um, I remember, remember, wasn't it Hulu that was doing the. Yeah. What uh, was that called? I can't remember. It was a thing where like every, every month a movie came out and it had, was based around a holiday or something. Yeah. And they were really good. Yeah. Some of them were pretty good. And uh, yeah. So those are gone too. So I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the uh, pandemic just screwed up everything. Thanks a lot, COVID. All right. On the third. So tomorrow, uh, two films coming out. The Jester on VOD, which is, looks like kind of like a, a slasher type thing, but with a, a, a dude dressed up in a Jester outfit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and also on VOD, Creepy Crawly, which, uh, I believe might be like, um, an, uh, an Asian, um, film about like creepy crawly things uh on the fourth which is wednesday the uh, season three of chucky um premieres i believe on the sci-fi channel and also on peacock i have not watched anything other than the first season of that uh Same. was the second season good didn't watch I it think, i think i started it but i don't think i finished it yeah and I, this is not, it's already started in September, so I'm not really talking about it here, but American Horror Story is, is started back up. Tammy seems to think it's going to be great. And I was like, well, Kim Kardashian is one of the stars. So I have zero expectations. I was going to, I'll talk about it in a little bit. So. Okay. I can imagine she, she's an Emmy winner. Um, in the <laughs> sixth, which is this, uh, Friday on Prime Video, this is a good, um, good uh day so we have totally killer uh on prime this is from the universe of happy death day to you um what's the girl's name that played sabrina and not um, Jr., but here here and shipka yeah she's yeah. a star of this uh okay i'll watch it basically watch it. she it's a time travel movie she goes oh. back in the, into the 80s to try to stop uh, uh, um, the murder by the baby face killer, which is the, the baby face killer from Happy Death Day. Yeah. Oh, so it's so actually in the Happy Death Day universe, not just like from the same director or something. Yes, yes, it's actually oh. in the Happy And I think you're going to, it, it's going to be like similar vibe, you know, how it's kind of funny and you know, cause they're, they also did, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily in the same universe, but that, uh, freaky. Remember that with Vince Vaughn as the serial killer? Oh, yeah. That, that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but the babyface so, killer wasn't in the eighties and the other movies, right? So. No. no. It's so the same maybe it's something maybe that I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see how it works out. Um, also on Friday, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, uh, comes out on Paramount Plus. This is a prequel. This is, uh, John Lithgow, uh, is in this one. I think he's playing a younger Judd. Um, you know, sometimes Dad is better. Yeah. You can't be that young now. Don't look as old. Yeah, I was going to say. say. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's not playing Judd. Maybe somebody else is playing Judd. Maybe somebody younger is playing Judd and John Lithgow is the older guy. That might be it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm assuming this is the backstory that Judd tells about. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not expecting it to be fantastic. So anything, you know, 
better than mediocre, I'll probably be happy with. I hope they treat it well. I love. Do we pet know if cemetery. this is a separate thing or if it's like attached to the recent Pet Cemetery universe? Is it supposed to be like a prequel to that, or is it its own? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because the Pet Cemetery that was redone, that was put out, was at the theaters, right? And then it yeah, came it out on Hulu. Hulu had the rights to that or something. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know where Paramount Paramount comes in the. I don't have Paramount Plus, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I do. See about that. Um, I know you'll be happy about this, Tammy. Uh, on Shutter on Friday, VHS 85. I know. Comes I'm out. Yet another VHS film. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it's any good. Uh, and on VOD, uh, I, I guess you pronounce this a, a Baron. A Barons. A B E. R R A N C E, Abarrens. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, and then in the cinemas on, uh, and I think this is going to be limited release. Um, there's a, there's a movie called Foe that's coming out. It looked more like a dark thriller to me, but I included it because, um, what's the girl's name that was in the lovely bones? Sayoris? So where's Ronan? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Sorsha, Sorsha. Sorsha? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to say her first name. Yeah. She's like kind of Irish. If you read it, she's a really, really good actress. You're talking um, about Ladybird? Yes, same girl. I just call her Ladybird. Ladybird. <laughs> okay. Um, she's in it, and I watched the trailer, and it gave me some. Some dark thriller vibes, so I'll add it on here. It's called Foe. My guess is that's going to be like limited release in uh, theaters. Um, and then Monsters of California on VOD, uh, which is like a kids versus aliens type of fun romp. And then get ready for this one. Everyone mark your calendars for sure. Caddy Hat. Oh, brother. Oh, it's about <laughs> death on the golf course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not at the theater, is it? No. It's a oh, okay. Yes, sir. Caddy hat. Got to get ready for that. <laughs> um, on the twelfth, really excited for uh, on Netflix the, the new series by Flanagan, Fall of the yeah. House of Usher. Uh, I was a little disappointed that it is a modern telling. I was hoping he'd go all period piece, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't. But that's okay. It's still going to be good. I know it. Uh, also on VOD, uh, a movie called Herd. I think that's a zombie film, but I'm not positive. Uh, and then also on VOD on the 12th, In My Mother's Skin. Mm, don't know what that's about. Uh, the 13th's a big day. Big day. Uh, because it's Friday the 13th. Come on. Uh, Shudder drops The Puppet Man. Okay. It's original. A Shudder original. Uh, don't know anything about it. Uh, Dear David hits, um, theaters and I've seen the trailer for that. That looks really creepy. It's about a, a guy who, um, is haunted by like a child ghost, like a 10 year old child ghost. And, uh, the way that started was it, it's a guy that started posting about this on Twitter many years ago. And, and it just kind of built like this almost, almost kind of like a creepy pasta. Um, and, um, they got a hold of it, and uh, yeah, I think 
BuzzFeed is the is the um I don't they're not a movie company, but they're the ones that financed it. So BuzzFeed. Hmm. Um lo- really looking forward to the Exorcist Believer. Um the trailers look really good to me. Um I try not to watch a lot of trailers, but like I've seen that one a couple times and uh just gives me you know, the willies. So I think that'll be good. Uh, Dark Harvest coming out on VOD, which is a really, really good horror book. Um, and, uh, it, this has been kind of on the shelf since the, the pandemic and they're finally coming out on VOD with it. And I was a little disappointed because it was originally supposed to go into the theaters and now they're just dumping it on VOD. But so, um, Goosebumps. Uh, the series will start up on Hulu and Disney Plus. So we've got new uh, Goosebumps uh, on VOD. Fifteen cameras. You guys, know, you know this this series, right? There was there was thirteen cameras was the first one, and there was fourteen cameras. Uh, it's about this guy who like, you know, keeps people hostage and stuff. I know you'd know it if if you saw the uh, artwork for it. Uh, also on that Friday the 13th, AMC Plus Creep Show. Um, I'm assuming that's another season of the, of the yeah, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another dark thriller that, that I saw, uh, and I put it in there. It's called In the Fire. Um, it's a period piece and it's, I'm sorry, it stars Amber Heard. Um, I don't know if she's like destroyed her career, whatever, but like, um, the, the trailer actually looks really good. So I'm not sure if that's going to be a thing or not, but that's uh limited cinemas and VOD. Um, another season on stars of shining veil. I did not watch the first season. Did anybody watch it? Uh, Courtney Cox. I watched the first season, but didn't watch any of the subsequent ones. Not okay. cause it was bad. I just, I don't know. I just did it. Yeah, it's about them moving into a haunted house or something. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this one is, uh, the last thing on the 13th. That I, I didn't hear anything about this until just uh, this week, but on Peacock, John Carpenter's Suburban Screens. It's a, uh, it's an anthology TV series. Um, and Carpenter, I, I don't know if Carpenter has directed any of them or if he is just behind. Like the create, he's like a producer. I don't know, but it's you know it's got the John Carpenter name on it, so I'm I'm interested in that. Yep. Mm, yeah. Okay. Told you there's a lot. Uh, the seventeenth on Netflix, The Devil on Trial. I have no clue what that's about. Um, I guess they got Yells Above on Trial, uh, and then Shaky Shivers comes out, which is supposed to be a pretty uh, good gory. Uh, fun film, uh, Screenbox got the rights to that, and that's coming out on Screenbox. And then, uh, on VOD. That's a Fathom event. That's coming out as a Fathom event. That one you just said. Shaky Shivers? Mm hmm. Okay. Well, then it's coming out on, on Screenbox as well. So, um, I don't have Screenbox, so I might have to go see what the movie. Uh, Three Blind Mice on VOD. All I got to say is this is uncorked entertainment. So that tells you all you need to know. Uncorked entertainment is not that great of quality. Uh, On the 19th, 
uh, a film called Bodies on Netflix and uh, on Peacock, season two of Wolf Like Me, which I believe was Isla Fisher, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes. And then did you guys see the, the trailer for The Burning Girls? It's a it's mm-hmm. a limited series on Paramount Plus. Um, the the lady who played um, Alpha in The Walking Dead. You know who I'm talking about? Alpha. Some of the listeners will know what I'm talking about. She was a leader of the Whispers and. and uh, oh, Walking that's Dead. after after I stopped watching. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah. she's the lead in this. Uh, she's a she's a priest or. I guess she can't, couldn't be a uh, Catholic priest, so she's some sort of maybe Episcopalian or whatever. She's a priest, and she moves to this um, town uh, with her daughter, and there's sightings uh, of the burning girls, which these are, I guess, ghosts of girls that were burned at the stake or something, um, and like the church is haunted. And, okay, and so it, it looks really, it looks really creepy, and it looks like really well done, like really well acted. It kind of reminds me of like Midnight Mass, like that kind of quality. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully Paramount Plus delivers good there. Uh, on the 20th, on Netflix, uh, a film just called Creature. I'm assuming that's going to be a creature feature. And on VOD, a film called Kill Her. Alrighty. The 27th, everyone can't wait for Five Nights at Freddy's on <laughs> in theaters and Peacock uh, the same day. I think it drops the same day at theaters and on streaming Peacock. You know, I have zero expectations of this movie. Um, I already oh, saw Wendy Wonderland. Brandon is Orland. excited, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it might be something that, like, preteens mm-hmm. might like to go see, but... I would be as shocked if it was really, really good, but yeah, maybe it sounds be- excited for that one. So yeah, yeah. Um, Shutter drops when evil lurks and suitable flesh. Those are two of the uh, the bigger titles in the in the month uh, that are supposed to be good. But Vin, you you said it as well as I I did. Like Shutter just hasn't has not brought it this year. No, yeah, that's been rough. It's yeah. been rough. in their originals, yeah, yeah, in their originals. Like what you're wondering, like how did this get picked up? You know, I shudder. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said maybe there were budget cuts or something. Yeah, I heard there were really big budget cuts at AMC in December, and I think Shutter got hit big with them. So okay. I don't know if that's a part of it. I don't know if that has anything to do with their, you know, acquiring rights for these movies or how well in advance they. They gather these because I think a lot of them they were already talking about last year to be released this year. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of their releases have been pretty rough. Yeah, I know that yep. Tammy's going to disagree with some of the ones that we'll talk about tonight, but yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then on Netflix on the twenty seventh, Sister Death, which is uh, it's a foreign film, but it's uh, it's scary nuns. Okay. Uh, a couple more on the 30th. Hell House LLC Origins drops Yay. on Shutter. So Yay. Hopefully that'll be, uh, okay. And then on, actually on Halloween, uh, there's five films coming out all on VOD. Listen carefully. Dark Haven. There is no sanctuary. Bloodthirst. 
and the elderly. There's been quite a lot of like old people are scary movies this year. I just wanted to put that out there. There's one called Aged. There's one called The Elderly. There's one. What? There's actually one called Old People. Yeah. They, they just get together and say, "Let's make old people scary in 2023." Um, yeah. And there were two two films that I've heard are coming out in October. I couldn't get a date on them, and I don't know. But uh, one is called uh, Kaku. Has anybody heard of this? It was like the festival, darling. It's supposed to be really good. They've kept the plot and everything really tight under wraps. It's got a lot of really good reviews and stuff, though. They just they said fall 2023, so maybe it'll be October, maybe it'll be November. There's another one that I watched the trailer for called Black Mold that looks really uh, creepy, and that might uh, uh, make it in October. We'll see. And then who knows if they're ever going to drop the Salem's Lot. I give up. When know. are they going to drop the dang thing? Just put it out, people. I don't know what's going on. So, it's annoying. Yes. We're going to tease this five year, five, for five years. And then uh, just keep dangling like a carrot. It'll probably sting. All right. That's Mark Your Calendars. So, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to go around the Rotten Roundtable and talk about what we've been watching. Let's go to the attic. No, in the basement. Why can't we just get in the running car? Are you crazy? Let's try buying the chainsaws. Mark, you. If you're in a horror movie, you make poor decisions. That's what you do. I'm being quiet. Why are you staying on me? You want to save 15% or more on car insurance? It's what stick I got. It's what you do. All right, we are back, and it's time to go around the Rotten Roundtable and talk about what we've been watching. Most of these um, are going to be new releases, okay? Because we've been watching a lot of new releases, uh, and we haven't really been all together for a while, so it's going to be a, a, a lot going to be drinking through a fire hose here. So um, we're going to try to keep these reviews uh, short and succinct, and we're also going to, uh, again, not spoil them because they're newer films. If we do mention a, an older film, uh, we do reserve the right to spoil it. So what we're going to do is we're going to give our our thoughts on the movie and, like, hey, is this worth your time? Is it not? That's basically how it works. And we're going to start with the Taminator. What's up? Okay, well, I'm going to start with it's. I think it's out of the theaters now, but I think it's one of the best things I've seen this year, and that's Last Voyage of the Demeter. Mm -hmm. um, this was directed by Andre Overdahl, who did the Autopsy of James, Jane Doe and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So, right, right away, you know, it's probably going to be good, and I thought it really was. Based on a single chilling chapter from Bram Stoker's classic novel Dracula, The Last Voyage of the Demeter tells the terrifying story of the merchant ship Demeter, which was chartered to carry private cargo, 50 unmarked wooden crates from Carpathia to London. Strange events befall the doomed crew as they attempt to survive the ocean voyage, stalked each night by a merciless presence on board the ship. Uh, when the Demeter finally arrives off the shores of England, it is charred, derelict wreck, and there is no trace of the crew. So, okay, to me, this has everything. First off, abandoned boat, what happened to the crew? Yes, please. 
um, a black and female team of protagonists. Yes. An actual fresh take on the Dracula story. Yes. Uh, it's an awesome setting of the claustrophobia of being on a ship. I think a ship is such a great setting for a horror movie. Um, child in danger, but not spared. Um, this almost is like a, a bigger budget of the highly, sadly underrated blood vessel. Um, it unfolds really slowly, but pleasingly, and by far one of the best things I've seen all year. I'm super glad I saw it on the big screen, but like I said, I think it's probably gone from theaters by now, but it was definitely a beautiful film to look at. Uh, it was entirely, well, not entirely, but filmed mostly at night, which a lot of, you know, when that's not done well, it can go really wrong, but I thought it looked really great. Um, the, I thought the creature looked great, but you don't oversee it, which works good. Um, it almost seems like they were maybe setting up for a sequel or else either it's just like, okay, everybody knows the rest of the story. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, they took a chapter and like, boom, boom. And, and that was it. Um, I heard it compared to a seafaring version of Alien. And I think I could agree with that. Um, and it will be very high. On my list at the end of the year, I predict. Yeah, see it I, for sure. I liked it a lot as well. Um, there, there were just a couple of things that I, I wish it would have done. I wish it would have didn't lot relies much on CGI, which it did in certain parts. Yeah. But Javier Botet was Dracula, Nosferatu. Um, so they did have you know, um, parts where he was in a, in a suit and makeup and whatever. Um, and I understand that he's, you know, what we're talking about here is we're talking about lots of you know, flying around and stuff. So it, it had to be, I guess, uh, some CGI, but it was sufficiently gory. Yeah. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, when you got close ups of Dracula, it, it was good. Uh, you can't get a better cast. Um, Liam Cunningham is one of my favorites. Uh, and he was, he was great as, as the yeah. captain, mm-hmm. Captain Elliot. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I wish they would have, it, how, let me look at this. How long was this movie? It was two hours. It was an hour and 58 minutes. And I'm telling you, I thought like, I thought it could use another half an hour. I agree. I was like, I, I want more, yeah. um, yeah. I want more development of each character because I like all the different characters. Yeah. Um, and that just shows you how good the movie was because I had no idea it was two hours. I was I like, totally this is an hour and a half movie. And, and yeah. I just didn't realize and that. Really good, um, uh, cover art too. Good poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, definitely a, a, a one one that will probably be in the top ten for me. Nice. I went with three normies to see that, and I was like the only one who liked it. Um, so that made me sad. But it is it is one that like as I've been thinking about it afterwards, you know, some of it unravels for me a little bit because there are some things in it that are kind of dumb. But, um, but overall, I still really, really liked it and it was definitely entertaining to watch. I wanted more like backstory of the crew too, because I love crew movies. Yeah. So I just always want more of that, like for me to really get sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, 
it could have been like a masterpiece had they really leaned on the stories of each individual. And they did a little bit, but you just never, because there was a, there's a fair amount of action in this film. Mm-hmm. It, it never mm-hmm. just like is, is, is dragging. I never thought it dragged at all. This one, I think, would lend itself well to a TV series because, I mean, starting from the beginning where you could tell, like, the local people, you could, there's even, like, more you could talk, you know, the ones that didn't want to get on the ship because they knew from the markings on the boxes what that was. And, I mean, there's just so many other things you could have gotten into, and I think it would be a good TV series. Yeah, no, definitely. And then, like you said, um, carrying on further, you know, from, from the conclusion of this movie, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to, to tell you that Dracula gets to London. Okay. That's, that's just the way it is, you know? Um, Surprise. So, yeah. So it would have been cool. It would be cool if they got the same actor, uh, who was really good. Um, is it Corey Hawkins is his name? Um, mm-hmm. the African American, um, he was so good. Yeah, I'm trying really to good. think of what else he's been in. Kong Skull Island. He couldn't have been um a main character in that. Straight out of Compton. He was Dr. Dre in Straight Out of Compton. Mm-hmm. Black Klansman, uh, In the Heights. Okay, so I guess he sings and dances too. So Yeah, but he was really good. Really, really good. So mm-hmm. I think you'll like this one then. Uh, definitely put this one on your list. I I didn't realize it was at theaters. Um I would have liked to have seen it at the theaters. But. Oh, you didn't get to see it in the theater? No, the I didn't. Theater? I didn't know That's that it sad. was. That's sad. Yeah. Oh. Let me look here. It says Showtime. Yeah. It's gone. You know, didn't find any Showtimes near me. So. Oh, well. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vin, you're up. All right, I'm going to talk about Organ Trail. Oh, um, I'm excited to hear Paramount about this. Plus. Me too, because it's on my short list. So tell better me be should good. I watch it. Yeah. Well, we'll Uh-oh. see. We'll see what you think about what we're talking about. Temporary um, expectations. So, an American film directed by Michael Patrick Jan. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Who was a member of the comedy troupe The State, um, which I, I don't know if you remember the MTV show back in the early '90s, but uh, the sketch comedy they were pretty funny. Um. And a lot of them went on to do like Reno 911 and things like that. So he was part of that whole troop. Uh, the synopsis is Abigail and her family fall victim to a gang of ruthless cowboys while making their way across the Oregon Trail. As the only survivor, she will do whatever it takes to retrieve her one earthly possession, her family's horse, from the clutches of the bloodthirsty bandits. Uh, so like with a bad pun title and a synopsis like that, you kind of expect the movie that is, you know, going to be very grindhouse, very exploitation. Like revenge tale, uh, but it's not really any of that. Um, we it starts off with like a really long prologue of Abigail and her family coming down from a snowy mountain and trying to make camp and survive. And it's all very slice of life stuff. And I think we're in the Montana wilderness, um, which just makes this beautiful like backdrop to the whole thing. The scenery is gorgeous. And on the one hand, I don't usually mind stuff like that, but it's also a sign of things to come, and that the film like it's not in a hurry to get the plot moving. Uh, so there's like pacing issues with the script. There's too much cat and mouse play, and a great deal of it is pretty implausible. 
Um, and there's action, but I don't think enough to really satisfy. Like, the film could have easily been trimmed, I think, to give the story more momentum. Uh, we have characters that are pretty good, but a lot of times their actions and motivations don't always make sense. Like, for example, at one point, the group leaves a horse behind in a burning barn with a throwaway line that there's, like, no time to save it, but there clearly is. <laughs> like, there's there's a plot reason for not taking the horse, but not a logical one. So we see yeah. things like that. Uh, and we meet these, like, four murderous bandits and spend a lot of time with them, but we don't learn much about them. Um, like, there's violence, but it kind of comes so quick and random at times that you don't, you, you kind of, like, shrug your shoulders as it passes on the screen. And the horror doesn't really come in until the end. The last hour is last half hour is when the film finally really gets on its feet. Um, I think there are some good visual moments, but I think it could have been a lot more impactful if the writing had been tighter and richer in a lot of ways. Um, so, like, as a as kind of a dark western, it's not bad at all. Uh, but it's it kind of barely makes it to the horror realm. And Oregon Trail is kind of a little bit too exploitational to really fit what the movie is, I think. Um, mm. So, I didn't mind the movie. It's I don't see myself returning to it, but I I liked it for what it was while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it didn't I, live up to the name is what you're saying? No, there's no trails of organs. I mean, uh, you, know. it, <laughs> you would expect almost like sounds, bone tomahawk, but it's not. It actually sounds that. like it's right up my alley, and I've been avoiding it because of the name. I was like, <laughs> this movie has to... Stay. Well, I mean, you've liked a lot of these types of movies in the past, but I will say this isn't quite up to the level story-wise with those other movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, it. I, I really do like, um, even if it's not full-on horror, I like, I like westerns that are, mm-hmm. that are, you know, done well. So we'll, we'll see. I want to, I want to watch it this week. Really good. All right, Jess, you're up. All right, first one I'm going to bring up is No One Will Save You, uh, which just came out on Hulu not too long ago, I think on the 22nd of September. Mm-hmm. And the synopsis for this is um, a creative and talented young woman who's been alienated from her community. Uh, Bryn Adams is introduced in the story, and she's lonely but ever hopeful um, and finds solace within the walls of the home where she grew up until she's awakened one night by strange noises from decidedly unearthly intruders. What follows is an action-packed face-off between Bryn and a host of intruders that are unearthly who threaten her future while forcing her to deal with her past. I mean, it's not... You can't really ruin it, because if you've seen a trailer at all, or even the poster art, you know what this movie is, which subgenre it fits into. But I still would like to not say it outright just in case. Um, but I watched this, um, just this past Friday with a couple of friends. I heard a couple of good murmurings on the internet about it and I was not let down. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's really visual. The sound design's really cool and there is CGI, like a lot of CGI, which would make you think that I would hate it. But I guess because of what it was used for, I accepted it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, it's like the Wyverns in Game of Thrones. 
that doesn't bug me because I can't compare them to real wyverns, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I really liked it. There's like not a dull moment at all. I think the balance between the real horror and like the metaphorical horror, um, and just this girl dealing with her past is like, it's very well balanced and gave it a lot of meaning. Um, there's one thing in particular that's really cool with this movie that I don't want to give away. It's not like that. It's not that big of a spoiler or anything. It's just something that I personally liked. Nice touch. And if you're watching the movie, hopefully you mean the halfway lack of through. Something? Yes, that. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, like halfway through your watch, you'll be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of one of those fun things to figure out on your own, I think. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful to look at. I thought the main actress did a great job at carrying the movie. And I think that everybody should watch this. And I can't wait to watch it again and kind of solidify my feelings before the end of the year. Yeah, I don't know if I missed it if you said it, but isn't it like very little dialogue at all? In this? <laughs> you said you didn't want to spoil, but yes. Well, yeah. no, I mean, that's not the... I don't think that's what you wanted to spoil. Yeah. The, I mean, the subgenre is very little. There, there's no dialogue. <laughs> None. Except yeah, there's like no dialogue except for like <gasps> one sentence. Well, yeah, you know, some lots of screaming. <laughs> I didn't even realize it until like halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I'm just, there's no talking in this movie, but it doesn't need it. Right. It doesn't need it because yeah, she spends so most of the film alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it's it's done really well. I, I agree that uh, it's definitely a lot of CGI, um, which you know, it's 2023. I guess just par for the course uh, for films like these. And um, that, but it wasn't horrible CGI. It wasn't right. Bad. It wasn't terrible. Mostly really good um, CGI and some some. Really interesting creature design, uh, in, in certain parts. But I like how they, this could have just been a pretty, um, cut and dry type of film, but they, they found a way to add some, some depth to it in another, uh, like a deeper, um, layer to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I thought was really good. And, uh, the, the girl's name that is in this movie is Caitlin Dever, uh, or Dever, D-E-V-E-R. Um, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, the, the TV series Justified. She was one of the main, uh, leads in the movie Book Smart. Uh, Ticket to Paradise. She was, uh, in that. Less Man Standing. Uh, yeah, she's been in, been a lot of stuff, um, a lot of TV too, but she, she did really well, like with, with her, the fact that she doesn't like speak, you, you don't miss it because of like her facial expressions. Um, you know, they use, they use like her thought life and thinking back to certain things. Um, mm-hmm. just really good. She, she really pulls off, uh, what I think would be a difficult thing to do, and that's carry a movie without talking. Yeah. yeah. Then did you see this? <clears throat> Not yet. It's on my list. Oh, so I okay. Heard about it. 
you just heard that there was um little dialogue. I really want you to watch it yeah, so that I you can tell what me. You said by as far as the subgenre, I was just because we haven't said what subgenre it is. I didn't think that's what you were trying to not spoil. I was trying to not spoil the subgenre, but also I didn't want to give away that there's no dialogue because okay. I thought it was a fun <laughs> thing to notice on your own, or at least it was for me and my friends when we were watching it. Like at the same time, we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, "She hasn't said anything throughout oh, this yeah. whole movie." You know, it was just kind of a cool thing to notice because we're just like so into the movie because it's so entertaining, you know. And to do that and then there not be any dialogue, I think, is a fun feat. Um, yeah. And don't let I'm that really turn you off. Oh yeah, definitely don't let it turn you off. I'm interested to hear when Vin watches it, what he thinks of the ending. I think it's a cool ending. So hopefully that'll... It was all a dream or something like that. (laughs) It's definitely a weird ending. Yeah, it's a weird. I was like, what is this? What I really think is happening here? Yeah, tonally it's kind of weird compared to the rest of the movie, but I also think that it's cool. All right. It's my turn. And uh I went to the movies to see It Lives Inside. Um this is a PG thirteen horror film. Everyone stop the booing and the hissing now. Uh no, I wanna hour, see it. <laughs> one hour thirty six minutes or thirty nine minutes. Um an Indian American teenager struggling with her cultural identity has a falling out with her former best friend and in the process unwittingly releases a demonic entity that grows stronger by feeding on her loneliness. Um, yeah, I really like this movie a lot. Uh, this is a, this is kind of like a possession creature feature, supernatural demonic type film, but it all comes, uh, from the, uh, vantage point of uh the hindu faith uh, they're they're um from india they're transplanted to the states and she really you know she's struggling with fitting in and her mom is very traditional uh indian hindu um that she's kind of like kicking back against pushing back against so there's there's some really good family dynamics going on there and uh her friend uh Tamira is the girl that she used to be best friends with and now that they're in high school she doesn't really talk to her anymore because she's a little too Indian you know and, and a little too and then she starts becoming like the weird girl and there's a reason why she's become the weird girl uh it's because of this um I forget what they call there, there's a specific name, Hindu name for this, this demon. And, uh, yeah, so I had not seen anything like this before. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all, all the time see the, um, you know, the, the, uh, Christian, um, you know, version of this, the Catholic version of this. Uh, but this is the, the first time that we, that I've seen this. And, there's a little bit of um I don't I don't even know what the the name of the language would be. Like her mom and dad will will speak in, in like a Hindu 
uh, tongue or Indian tongue. I forget what what's that dialect called. There's lots of different dialects. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so it it kept me really interested uh, because it was something that I hadn't really seen before. Creature design was pretty cool. Um, I I know that it was um, there was probably a mix of CGI in uh, in practical effects, but yeah, this this is definitely worth worth your time. Uh, and again, the the main um, protagonist, Megan Surrey, is her name. I've I've not seen her in anything. Um, says that she's she was in the show Fresh Off the Boat. Um, this this is really her first big, like she was in Valentine's Day the movie, but in 2010. So that might have that must have made her like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so this she really carried this movie, uh, and again, really good facial expressions. There is talking in this movie. Uh, really good facial expressions, uh, and it, and she's pretty striking, uh, look at, like, just big eyes. Yeah, she's know, really pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they know that and they do a lot with it, you know, close ups and, and she does, she does a really good job. So I would, you know, there's a, there's a couple of scenes in, in this movie that are pretty disturbing. Uh, pretty scary, so I I would absolutely recommend it. I don't know how long it's going to be in the theaters, um, because it would is. Would you say to try to see it in the theater? Because I really plan I on it. Is it worth it? I yeah. Would. Yeah, I mean, I I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I mean, okay. it's not like some grand like cinematic masterpiece where you're like, you know, but yes, I mean, just the sound design and and you know. The cinematography and everything is is good, but like the story and it, it'll, yeah. I think that the people who uh, produced Get Out are behind this too. So, which doesn't mean anything. It just means that they put money behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad it got uh, a theatrical release because sometimes when it's when it's something that is a little bit different as far as the belief system. But we don't get to see it like right, yeah. on screen. Like, oh, let's we'll just put this out straight to shutter, or let's put you. Know, I'm glad that it got that um, release in theaters. So it lives inside. Fo show. I'm gonna try and go see it this week. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I know what you think about it? I really thought it was. I really thought it was something, something else, something new. That's cool. Yep. I used to actually go to a Hindu temple, and um. California all the time back when I was a hippie and hand out Bhagavad Gita's for the Hare Krishna's at like Coachella Fest and stuff. <laughs> well, you might, you might have, you know, have some familiarity with some of the, the terms or whatever that, yeah. saying, whatever. Uh, you know, I was completely you know, lost with, um, you know, some of that, but they do, they do a good job of explaining like, what they're doing, like the um, the mom, and, and what they're 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 making, they're having this big party and inviting all their other, you know, Indian American friends, and, and they're they're making a sacrifice 
of vegetables to their deity or whatever. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't know what that is. But they did a good <laughs> job of, you know, and, and the girl's more interested in going out and, and dating and doing her thing and being American, mm. you know, so it, it was really, you know, and it was, and it, and it ended up being like that part of her, the Hindu part that actually kind of saves her. And the ending of this is, is a little weird. And yeah, so what, just walk, go watch it. I don't want to spoil it anymore. Um, I like it. So. Tammy, nice. you're up. Well, my next two are going to be controversial, so I'm just going to go ahead and dive in. Bad things on Shutter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Mark and I might have seen two different movies. Um, did anybody else see this besides me and Mark? Oh, yeah. I haven't. How did you like this movie? <laughs> so, for a group of friends in the Northeast, a weekend getaway at a snowy resort sounds like just what the doctor ordered an opportunity to reconnect, relax, and recuperate three hours among serene snow-capped mountains and trees, but peace doesn't last long. As the ghosts of guests cast and relationships long buried come to light, soon enough their trip transforms into a psychological tailspin and bloody nightmare. As both Long deceased guests and the space itself come to life, and the group turn on each other and erase to stay. So, I think the only person you might know in here is Gail Rankin, and she played Sheila the She the She Wolf in one of the most inappropriately canceled series ever. Glow. If anybody else watched that besides me, I'd love that show. She was the one that was all on the fur, and then I guess she had a small part in Men. Um, so this has not been very well received, uh, but as you know, I like to take in straight stray movies, and uh, this is one of them. I had no idea what was going on uh, most of the time, and I didn't care. I was very intrigued, and I feel like this might have had a budget of about $5, but that abandoned motel... Only if they got four ninety nine change. <laughs> but that abandoned motel that hadn't been remodeled since 1981 is a perfect, scary, unsettling setting. And if you've ever been to this place, and I feel like not that place I'm seeing figuratively, you know, you know, I, to me, I just think that's very unsettling. Um, I felt like this was kind of like the shining light where the hotel is an alive character and you don't know how many of the guests are actually there, or how many are alive, or was this simply a girl going crazy all by herself? And, um, they kept me guessing the whole entire time. Um, Molly Ringwald is in it. I guess maybe you would know her. She's briefly in it, but you don't know if she's a ghost or a mother or alive or dead or what. Um, I personally, and I loved, loved the ending, but so I say give it a chance. And apparently the men of the show hated it. So go ahead, guys. Yeah. You want to go first? Or me, Mark? Oh, you yeah. <laughs> so okay so yeah um going off of what you said right uh i do think the director is trying to give us like a queer feminine version of the shining like instead of a patriarchal rage in the form of father of the year jack torrance we get like mother issues and female anger and distrust and betrayal and suspicion 
Um, and like instead of the remote mountain resort, we get like the kitschy hotel in the snowy suburbs. And like, okay, fine. Like I'm all for that, especially the location. It was a cool location. Um, and you throw in Molly Ringwald, who's still looking pretty good, you know, and I'm doubly for it. Um, you know, my problem is that for me, none of it really seemed to work, uh, for various reasons. Like the callbacks to the shining are really strange. Uh, like instead of the Grady twins, we get two joggers who run in place. Uh, I don't know what yeah, the that connection was weird. is. That was weird. Yeah. That they either, have yeah. to the hotel's history. They come up as more goofy than scary. And, like, if these horrors are supposed to be, like, more female-centric version of The Shining, like, what do the joggers represent? Like, is dedicated fitness terrifying to women? I don't really know. Um, there's a lot, a lot of what we see just, for me, doesn't really seem to hold together thematically. Um, my biggest issue is that I hated the characters. <laughs> like, we get these four women who don't even seem to like each other. And so yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so much of the movie relies on like their relationships, and I couldn't buy into any of it. Like graded on me throughout the whole movie. Like I never bought the chemistry or the camaraderie that I should have been getting. Uh, and the script like hints at things about the main character is Ruthie, like her past infidelity, and through her text messages to her mother, we get little hints of things. But those things like they don't really, and they're not really supported in me. Um, that makes them satisfying. Like the more the film wore on, the more impatient I got. I just felt like I wasted my time largely with this film. Yeah, I will echo everything that Vin just said. I thought it was just an absolute mess. I just, no. I'm all for, like, low-budget filmmaking and, and all that. I, I didn't think the acting was good. I didn't think that the, uh, the script was good. I, I don't know. And can I just say, like, I, I'm not being... Like, I'm trying to say this the nicest possible way, but like when you're watching a movie, shouldn't the the people who are in it at least be semi attractive? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh like, no! Wow! Oh, no, better I'm just that saying, out. like, it's. They were like distractingly unattractive. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling no, no the eye truth. candy. Is that I'm what you're saying? Just telling you the truth, like Molly Ringwald. Ringwald, who's like sixty, is the best looking chick in your movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying that you just watch a movie for somebody's looks, but like when it's when it's distracting one way or the other, you know what I'm saying? Like. Makes like, like it would have been distracting if they were all supermodels, because that's not realistic. But they were also they were just the opposite. They were all just like not attractive at all. Like, okay. I was er, like, er, okay. I'm gonna say that I think the nice thing about having an all female movie is you get to throw that part out the window, and that part doesn't matter. And I also think what both of you might be missing or maybe didn't consider is none of none of it's all so disjointed and all, and all that because I, I think there's a chance that maybe none of that happened like yeah. she was there by herself and so it's almost choppy like a mental illness kind of choppy because the, the continuity doesn't make any sense um even with the other characters it, it's almost kind of like in a shining kind of way uh you know they, they say that you know, 
Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick used that, you know, that things don't match up so that you would feel unsettled. I think there was a little bit of that going on here. There's no proof that any of those other women exist at all or any of the you other characters. Think, you think Ruthie is the only one that's real? I, I, I don't think we know, but I think that's one of the ways that you could interpret the movie, which would make a lot of what you didn't like about it besides the eye candy. Uh, make a no, little bit I'm more I'm not even sense. talking about eye candy. I'm talking about like just attractiveness as like a person. Like you're saying, like you can't grab four random women and they all look as bad as they do in this group of people. Yes, and like not even not even that. Just none of them are likable. None of them no. are likable. Okay, part, they're, part, of they're, the, part of the plot also is that like we have two women pining after Ruthie. And it's hard to see what either of them sees in her. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, I think that's one thing. Uh, but that could be her, her thinking that these women were kind of... When Jack Torrance was going crazy, we got, like, ballroom parties in the 1920s. She gets, like, annoying roommates? I don't know. Like, this is... No, she got the breakfast buffet, remember? With the weird people and the little girl and... She walked into the. That wasn't I guess, her. Restaurant. That was the other girl that got that. That wasn't Ruthie. It wasn't. Yes, it, it was because the, the. Are you no, sure? It was the girl that she cheated on with. Oh. Al. No, the other one, the one that they dropped off at the train station, or bus station, whatever it was. Oh, the one that was always weirdly dressed. Yeah. Well, then that kind of shoots my theory if other people yeah, are having trouble with the station. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. Sorry, my bad. But I don't know. I still liked it. I, I see what you guys are saying, but I just don't think that. Well, I, I think there's certain themes that you sometimes connect with a lot more than, than we do, and that I think goes a long way, uh, sometimes with the enjoyment of the movie. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't connect to this one at all. That's all right. I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> the number one plot keyword on IMDb is unlikable character. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. You got to spend an hour and a half with these people. Yeah. And, I, and I, I honestly didn't mean just like physical looks. Like, I'm talking not, about like just yeah. unlikable. You don't want to spend time. Personality. Like, I don't want to spend any more time with these people. Like, the only one that has a semi-likable personality is Cal, but, like, it is such, like, a pathetic character that, like, can't help themselves and just runs around, like, crying a lot, and, mm. you know, it's just like, God, like, kill that yeah. one already, please. Like, I don't know. It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> There's no one to spend time with, you know, in any capacity. I'm like, all right, let's... It wasn't for us, yeah. but we're glad that Tammy liked it. I'm glad that it's not its audience. I'll try, Tammy. I'll give it a walk. Thank she's you. Just, she's just doing the shoulder shrug. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you, there are movies that you hate I'm, that we like. So. Yes. For the record, I, I'm yeah. glad that we have disagreements like this sometimes. And I will say this. You know, the, the best thing about this movie is they named it 100% perfect. Bad things. It is a cool location, though. I wish there was more of it. It is. Okay. It's like, uh, it's like an abandoned it's comfort inn from the 80s. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know how they even found that place. You know what I mean? Like, there's no I, way that's still in business. Something. This, I guess this director did have this idea in mind for a long time, and they found that hotel when it was closed down for COVID. And they tore it, they toured it and stuff like that, and they got the hotel to agree to film there. I don't, I don't think it was like a shut down hotel when they were filming. I think they shut it down to film, but like. Oh, that's what I was just COVID saying, like. When they toured it, yeah. That everybody's been stayed in a motel like that, I think, and you just yeah. kind of like, and know what like I that, mean? That circular conference room that was really unique. Yeah, it was interesting. So it was the best looking character in the movie <laughs> after Molly Ringwald was the yeah. hotel. <laughs> right. Okay. I agree with what you guys are saying. I think there's a really good idea here. Maybe if like somebody wanted to take it and uh, there's something here, maybe it's just the shining connection. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. of, of like a female shining kind of, I think there's a good idea here and yes, it could be done. Could have been done better. I just think that there's a nugget of something here. Picture The Shining starring Richard Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Richie. All right, right, man. You're up. Oh, boy. Okay. Follow that one, pal. Yeah, no kidding. All right, we should talk about Tough crowd yeah. here tonight. Good luck. All right, uh, I'll talk about Blood Um, This was on Shudder. Uh, a Malaysian film. So the director is Dine Saeed. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, so it's crashing in my ears. Um, sorry, my tablet's going over. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm done with you guys. <laughs> Rage quit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The synopsis is uh, a young apprentice healer tries to suppress his supernatural abilities so he can fit in with the other kids. But when a malicious spirit breaks out in his apartment, he decides to use his abilities while dark family secrets are revealed. Um, so I'm pretty sure this is the first Malaysian horror film I've ever seen, to my knowledge. Um, and I wondered, it being Malaysian, just how similar it might be to Indonesian horror. Um, like the kind, you know, I like Joko Anwar stuff a lot. Um, and watching this, I can see some clear similarities, and I don't know enough to call it influence, but I'm kind of guessing that's what it is, too. Um, like, we even get a shared actor in this, the guy who plays the father in the Satan Slaves movies. Um, he plays a father in this as well. Uh, so I have to assume there was kind of a conscious effort to capitalize on the success of Joko Anwar's films, which are very, very popular. Southeast Asia. Uh, and kind of like Mark was saying with the, uh, you know, basically a Hindu take, Hindu take on horror, I'm always interested to see a culture or a country's take on horror, especially when it's a non-Christian society, um, just to see what they can bring to the table and how they interpret things, uh, even though a lot of times it ends up kind of amounting to the same thing, um, <laughs> just with different language or symbols. Uh, but you know, especially for this one, because, like, for instance, I was thinking, you know, Indonesia is the largest Muslim population, but its constitution is secular, and the country officially recognizes, like, six different religions. Um, and Joko Anwar often takes a more skeptical view of religion in his movies. But, like, Malaysia, on the other hand, is officially Muslim. Um, and I think that kind of comes out in this movie heavily. Uh, we basically kind of get the the kind of haunted apartment setting that Joko Anwar gave us in Saint and Slaves 2. But here, it's like a passage from the Quran is powerful enough to protect you against evil. 
which would not work in a Joko Anwar film. Um, like, ultimately, we kind of get some good gore moments. There's, like, a birthing scene that's pretty gross and daring. Uh, but we also get some, like, very shoddy creature design and visual effects. Uh, we have, like, the seeds of a good premise, but the execution, I think, leaves a lot to be desired. Like, I don't feel like we ever really connect to our main protagonist, and we don't get to know the friends and the side characters very well. A lot of the plot, including the, the titular blood flower, which looks very phallic for some reason, um, aren't really explained. And that's, like, despite a fairly unnecessarily long runtime of, like, an hour and 42 minutes. Um, I think it's certainly interesting to see horror come out of Malaysia, but the effort feels more like a poor copy of Indonesian horror than something that I can identify as, like, an authentic Malaysian voice, at least from this outsider's perspective. So, I mean, it was sort of interesting, but I don't think that people have to rush out and go see this one at all. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen a couple uh, little clips or whatever. I haven't seen what's it yet the, What's the opposite of phallic? Is it is it sapphic? Right? No, is that's it? lesbian. Oh. Vaginal? Whatever the opposite of fa- Yeah, whatever means vaginal, I thought that's what it looked like. Or the female. You didn't see a bloom, I guess. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I, I just saw, I didn't see the, I just saw the, like, the art, you know, the little poster or whatever on Shutter. Yeah. And, Stands for like pretty erect when it starts going. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I can't tell if that's like, you know, if it's purposefully trying to reference that or if it's just by coincidence. It's a little bit, it's a little bit difficult to tell with some of the things in this movie. But. Okay. All right. Jess, you're up. All right. The next one I'm going to bring up is The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Um, which I believe is on Shutter. I don't know if it's a yeah. Shutter original, but I think it's on Shutter. Um, and so this is a retelling of Frankenstein. Um, and I, I tried looking up where it's supposed to be set, and I'm not sure where it's supposed to be set, but we follow, uh, a black girl. Um, and she lives in some sort of area where there's a lot of like, uh, police brutality and drugs and gangs and all of that is pretty much normal, you know? Um, and so we follow her and she loses her mother and later her brother, which happens right at the beginning of the movie. So that's not a spoiler, but basically she's just like really angry that, you know, her family is all dying because of these violent acts, um, in her community. And she's really, really smart. Um, I think she even goes to like the smart white private school nearby, you know, um, and she wants to be a doctor and she thinks that death is a disease that can be cured. Um, and so her brother is her first experiment, um, to prove that. So I really, really like this movie. I thought it was shot beautifully. I thought it was well directed. I think it's a directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken, by Bomani J. Story. Um, I don't know. It just like really touched me. And the ending is just this like, this kind of like hopefulness and sadness all wrapped together in this like crazy ending. Um, but yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. It was like pretty hard hitting and a little hard to watch. And there are some like really, really brutal scenes. Um, 
the main actress who plays Vicaria, the main character, is Leia Orlia Delon Hayes, and she was great. She was very, very good. I liked all the acting, actually, even from um, there's a couple of kids. I think that they do a fine job. They're not in the movie a whole, you know, a whole bunch. Um, but I think all the actors in this just did a great job. So, um, Jess, have you guys Jess, seen this? It's Vicaria, not Vicaria. Remember, that's a line in the movie. It's I was Vicaria. trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> if you heard me, she would be mad at me because that's yeah. right, which way I'm supposed to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I didn't remember, clearly, because I watched yeah. this, like, a while ago. But, yeah. There, I'm halfway through it. it. I haven't finished it, but it's not because I didn't like it. It just, I had to stop for work or something. I don't know. But I definitely plan on returning to it. I think one of the toughest scenes of what I've seen so far is when she finds her brother. I don't know why. There's nothing, like, I can't say exactly why, but that's just so, such. I don't know. That's a really brutal scene, I thought. Yeah, it's just a really upsetting situation, you know. Yeah. Did you guys it's see on, it? It's on my short list to no, watch. I'll check it out. Yeah. Definitely wanted to see it. Well, I'm going to kind of stay with that theme. I know uh, Tammy has seen this one as well, but uh, Birth, Rebirth. Yep. Um, this one is, uh, this is about a, um, a morgue technician who successfully reanimates the body of a little girl. So we get this little Frankenstein thing going on again here. Uh, but in order to keep her alive, she will need to harvest biological materials from pregnant women. So uh, fetal tissue and those sorts of things. That's what keeps um, this, this girl that she's reanimated alive. So the girl's mother, who's a nurse, discovers that she's taken her daughter because the body goes missing and she tracks her down. Uh, they enter into a deal that forces them down a dark path of no return. Um, yeah, this one is, uh, um, I guess it would be, there's a lot of drama in it. Okay. Um, it is it is something that I really enjoyed. I liked this movie. I thought it was really well done. I thought there were some pretty disturbing images in it um, and disturbing material as to what these women are up to. But it was also pretty heartbreaking uh, because, like, you know, what this 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 mom is feeling so much guilt. Because she has to do this this shift at work, and she kind of takes her daughter, who's feeling ill, to the neighbor and drops her off, and she avoids her calls because she's busy during the day. And then her her daughter's dies of um, what was it meningitis? Yeah, mm-hmm. meningitis. So she feels guilty and stuff. So when she realizes that her daughter is has been reanimated, like she's she's in on the party. She's in on it. And all the acting in this movie is really good. The the main lady, um, Marin Ireland, is yeah, who plays Rose. She's really good. She's like, um, again, she's 
she's just weird. Like there's this weirdness about her, like this, like crazy scientist. Um, and she's doing things like she has zero like social skills, <laughs> you know, and she, uh, uh, is really like she's the part where she takes the guy. Through. Oh, I know. She's like, I like know. She's trying, she's trying to get herself pregnant, which she has done. It seems like she's done that several times in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that she can harvest her own stuff to keep this thing. And, and uh, it's, it's strange. It's strange. Uh, but then, uh, she no longer is able to do that. So at the end, basically, you're left with this question, like, you know, how far are they going to go, uh, to keep this, this experiment going? And it's pretty, it's pretty horrific, uh, what happens. So, yeah. I, I, I liked it a lot. I, there are okay, people good. that are, there, there's a lot of people that are going to be like, yeah. It's not horror enough for me. Um, oh, it's definitely horror, I think. And I, 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 in my notes, I said it's again, it's another one of those how I feel like I've seen so many of these this year is how far will mom go for her children? And this kind of turns into a little bit of like pet cemetery kind of. And that's what's so heartbreaking about it. And then yeah. what she needs is like the fetal tissue. So she's, when he says she's, I don't want to give too much away, but. What's so horrific about it is she doesn't want to have a baby. She needs some fetal tissue and like embryonic and stem cells. So she gets herself pregnant and then does procedures on herself to get the, what the cells or whatever it is that she needs. Like she had initially started trying to do Alzheimer's research on her mom, I think, and then somehow graduated to this Frankensteinian kind of like. I think she stumbled upon something. And then just kind of, she just went further and further and further with it. And yeah, she's so hyper, like you're right. She has like no psych, no social skills. She's, you know, people are very turned off by her. Mm. Uh, She's very unattractive. She would have fit in in that other movie. (laughs) But, um, but you know what? In in real life, She's not on it. She's not unattractive. She's no, not at all. They, they really made her. Yes. They made that was her me. like, she doesn't care at all about her physical appearance. About it. She is hyper focused no. on, on this breakthrough because she's, what did you say, um, about the angry girl, Jessica? She believes that death is a, a disease to be cured. Mm-hmm. That's basically the same thing that's happening here. Mm-hmm. She is so focused on, on curing death or reanimating and um, everything else in her life. So there's, there's, there's horror coming from a lot of different angles. Horror about what, Definitely. what this woman mm-hmm. has, you know, put herself through for the sake of a scientific breakthrough. And then there's horror of this other, of the woman who said her daughter's dead. So he's, what is she willing to do to bring her back or to keep her alive? So yeah, I, I really, I really thought it was good. You know, I think it might be a little too, uh, slow moving or quiet for, for some folks, but I thought it moved on really well. It, it, uh, it was shot well. 
So I, I would highly Did recommend you, I saw it at the movies. Did you see it at the movies? No, sold on uh, Amazon Prime for five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And I would pay five. Well, I think it was. Oh, I, 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 there was like it was only in the movies for one day, and it happened to be by me because you know, I'm up in Wisconsin right now, so I had the Milwaukee theaters, and so I was actually able to catch it, and it looked really good on the big screen. It is very slow moving, so if you don't have the patience for that, I don't, even though like the story is great, you might find this a little long if that's not like your kind of thing, but. I mean, it's really good. It's really different. And it's also kind of like a be careful what you wish for kind of a lesson. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was good. I did love the pig scene. Oh. Pig scene. (laughs) Anyway. All right, Tammy. Well, you guys haven't beat me up enough. I'm going to go with Barry the Bride. My second stray of the evening. Sorry, I, have, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> you haven't? I have. No. That's the that's a Tubi original, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you. So who no, did it? I've not seen it yet. It was me. Oh no, because I put in our group our group chat like this is way good, and then you just laughed at me, so I thought I couldn't see it. Do anyway. I did? Yeah, you're like, LOL or whatever, and I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna get roasted, and then no, I, yeah. I was probably just. Oh, because I think I said it was way good, way better than it should be. Vin, did you see it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Not yet. Oh. Oh, well, all right. Well, forget you, Jessica. Okay. I so didn't I'm... hate it, by the way, but it's not good. <laughs> it is really good. So I'm I'm going to not read. <laughs> and what makes it really good is please, please, please don't read anything about this. Don't spoil the twist for yourself. Because I almost gave up on it. And thank goodness I didn't. So I'm not going to read the IMDb or anything that like that. Because I think your best choice of enjoying this is letting it get you. Um, but I'm going to steal a review that I saw on Rotten Tomatoes that I think sums it up perfectly. It's, <clears throat> and it goes like this. <laughs> it's a surprising left turn for Spider-1 from his semi-experimental debut. Barry the Bride is a crowd-pleasing survival story with a wicked cool twist on some of your favorite blood soul tropes. How the film transitions to horror is worth applauding. I agree. And the aftermath also doesn't disappoint. Again, the budget is about $5. Um, the only person I recognize was Chaz Bono, um, which, you know, is Cher's daughter turned son. Um, and I thought... Scout Taylor Compton. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway... Yeah, yeah. I thought they did, uh, he did, he did a great job as puppy. Um, I liked everyone in here. Uh, and I think the idea is just right for the picking, but I don't want to say what the idea. I think this is such a cool concept. And it, I honestly, like I had given, I could not find anything to watch. And I'm just like, forget it. I'm turning on TV and I saw that because I think I had saw you had had it on the Plex. And I'm like, well, maybe it's decent. And I put it on while I was working and I kept watching it. And I'm like, well, I can't leave this on while I'm working because it's distracting me. So when I got done working, I actually like sat down and watched it. And I was like, this is great. And I've had such a hard time getting excited about anything lately uh, as far as movies go. <laughs> and it was a freaking Tubi original. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. But I think I really looked out and that I knew absolutely nothing about it. I didn't know what the surprise was. Um 
And I'm just so grateful. I loved the ending. Uh, I'll admit I almost gave up about, you know, 10 minutes in like I famously do. And then all of a sudden it takes this left turn. And I was like, what? Yes, here we go. <laughs> and it was like, after that, then it's just a totally different movie. But basically it's like, I mean, to just sum it up, it's a bachelorette party gone extremely wrong. And um, what happens? And then, like I said, I really love the ending. So, Jessica, what do you think? Um, I'll say that the thing that didn't work for me was just that the characters and the situation were so unbelievable to me that I couldn't like buy in. Um, but it's still fun, and I have been torturing myself with many a to be original. So <laughs> if I cut like all of my to be original watches in half, it would be like on the lower part of the good, better movies, if that makes sense. It's a lot of terrible movies below it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely Uh, not not one of the worst to be originals from this year. You know what? When I, from the stuff I've seen on Shudder, it is better than that. Like how it ended up a to be, I guess it's because it's a to be original. But, like, I could see this getting on Shudder. It's better than a lot of what I've been watching on there lately. I don't think it's that kind of... I mean, there's a lot of junk on 2B Originals. Like, um, but I I think this is better than, like, a 2B Original. So. Yeah, and... You saw... You saw um, I can't remember, because somebody reviewed it last time on the horror cast. It's the uh, Baby Blue. Baby that Blue. was me. Was that any good? I liked it. I think that that it's kind of the same thing. There's a lot of things about the story that don't make any sense. Um, but I had is that the les- is that the lesbian couple? The lesbian couple is that Baby Blues? No, no. There's a there was like a a, a good to be original from last year about a lesbian couple that have a baby and things go wrong. I don't remember what that was called, but I'm not okay. saying like everything on on to be sucks, but it's kind of got that you know, stigma to it. And I think they all have a very like low budget feel like baby blues seems very low budget too. And tonally it's kind of all over the place because it's comedic in areas when it really shouldn't be. Um, just based (laughs) on like the other half of the movie. But, um, but I thought it was original at least and kind of fun. So I enjoyed it. I've heard good things about Baby Blue, so. That I one's to towards the top end for me out of the 2B originals. Alright. There you go. Uh, my prediction, my prediction is Vin would hate it and Mark would like, like it in spite of himself. Okay. We'll see. It's I'll, another, I'll it's another Chrissy it. Fox one. Um, Mark, Chrissy Fox and Spider One. You remember they did that anthology that released on Shutter last year? That you didn't really like, but I kind of did. <laughs> no, what was it called? Remember, I can't remember what it's called. I know it starts with the A, and Chrissy Fox is on the cover of it, and it was Spider One's first movie. Hmm. I don't, I don't even know who uh, Spider One. Al- Allegoria. That's it, Allegoria. I, yeah, I don't even remember. Don't even remember that. It was and it was an anthology with the main theme being like art and like artists. Uh, he is, yeah. He's Rob Zombie's brother. Yeah. No, is he? Yeah. Yeah. And he's from Power Man Five Thousand. 
I remember saying that like this guy was trying to be Rob Zombie. Well, there, that's why. Oh. <laughs> that's why. It's definitely got that. I don't like Rob Zombie's movies, and I really like this. But it, I can see it like existing in the same universe. That grindhousey kind of, you the know, universe of crappy movies. <laughs> yes, but this one isn't. <laughs> okay. All right, Vin, you're up. All right. Um. I found a nocebo, another shutter one. Um, this one, I guess, is a co-production between the Philippines and Ireland. Uh, director Lorcan Finnegan. Synopsis is a fashion designer suffers from a mysterious illness that confounds her doctors and frustrates her husband. Help arrives in the form of a Filipino nanny who uses traditional folk healing to reveal a horrifying truth. Uh, this is a film that it attempts to tell a supernatural story that confronts the horrors of capitalism and colonial exploitation. It seems like it was inspired by, I guess in May of 2015, there was a fire that broke out at, uh, it was Kentex Manufacturing Factory in the Philippines, where 74 people were killed in a fire. Um, so that's kind of like a backdrop to this. Uh, and that's a solid basis on which to, like, base a revenge supernatural tale. Uh, but the film, I think, ultimately just doesn't really deliver in any kind of satisfactory way. It's very on the nose. You'll see where it's all going within the first ten minutes. Um, we get some, like, gross tick imagery, but it doesn't really connect to the story unless, like, they're meant to symbolize, like, parasitic relationships or something like that. Um, the acting overall is solid, but I think the movie was just too slow and predictable to be a worthwhile experience for me. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably seen this one already. But, uh, I think I one. talked about it like probably like six months ago now. Mark, it's got yeah. that girl that that really weird Eva Green. Yeah, yeah. other really weird movie that we saw. I think yeah. I liked it more than you did. Then I don't think it was like earth ch- you know shattering or anything, but yeah. And Mark I really Strong wanted, I wanted to like it, but um, I yeah. agree with Ben. It was really especially they have a green in it, but no. I know I love her. She's totally my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell her she was in a stink <laughs> All right, Jess, you're up. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about the Wrath of Becky, which oh, is. The sequel to Becky, uh, with Lulu Wilson, who I'm sure we all love. And, um, this is two years after she escaped the violent attack on her family. Uh, she attempts to rebuild her life in the care of an older woman, a kindred spirit named Elena. But when a group known as the Noblemen break into their home, attack them, and take her beloved dog Diego, Becky must return to her old ways to protect herself and her loved ones. So, for those who aren't familiar with Becky, she's like the teenage version of um, Keanu Reeves in that very popular action movie that I can't think of the name of. John Wick? Thank you. (laughs) They mess with the wrong person's dog. Um, (laughs) I like the Becky movies. They're 
they're, you know, not good movies, but they're really fun. They look really good. The gore is good. Um, for like Home Alone antics are really fun. Um, this one has Sean William Scott in it as the bad guy. And, um, you know, she happens to kill a lot of racists. So I think that that's cool. Personal. It's cool. Yeah. I almost watched this the other night with my wife, but we ended up watching something else. Yeah, I think it's really fun. And also, it has a really fun, really unbelievable ending. But I will accept it in this world that belongs to Becky, personally. Did you, did any of you guys like the first Becky? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, actually. Oh, you never saw it? Oh, you saw that, didn't you? It had um, Kevin nope. James from King of Queens as the bad guy. Yep. Nope. Aw, I recommend it. I think it's really fun. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a little bit more, uh, a lot darker of a home alone kind of take thing. Yeah. But still fun. Yeah, yeah. But then there's stuff that happens that you're like, oh, that sucks and is really brutal. You know what I mean? They don't like spare people um, just because it's a fun movie. So, And it's like well produced, you know? So not like you're watching it's not like properly made or anything. It's very well made. Yeah, I don't know. There's not like a ton to say about it. And if you haven't seen Becky, I guess you don't really get the gist of it. But it's just a teenager Who's really good at killing people? My turn. I think we'll. I think we'll. This will be my last one, and then we'll do the dump. Okay, and good. Because I'm okay. Yeah. This ten thirty. I'm tired. I'm tired. My bedtime's at eight. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of which one to to talk about. And I'm going to just go ahead and talk about this, even though you guys have talked about this uh, already, but um, talk to me. And this right now um, is in my, my top three of the year. Uh, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, yeah, way better than I was expecting to be honest. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting um, take on like this weird party game. You know, uh, with this embalmed hand and everything. And I can see like another movie kind of trying to explain where that hand came from. You know, I, I, um, I was definitely not expecting that movie. <laughs> so really enjoyed it. Uh, really thought that the main, uh, girl who I, I'm trying to, what's her name? Talk to me. Ari McCarthy? Is that her name? No. I don't know. Sophie Wilde. Sophie Wilde is her name. Ari McCarthy was cold. Uh, but Sophie Wilde, I mean, she carried the movie. Again, big eyes and like just kind of really uh, emoted well with her face. And, and, and when they were uh, being... Uh, controlled or possessed by whatever it was. Um, and they, they just did a great job. It had one of the creepiest scenes 
um, of the year for me. I won't spoil what that was, but it, it was, it was really good. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot and I, uh, I already bought it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I love it. It's such like a teenage thing to do. Yeah. To like have this like crazy occult object and just make it into like a drunken party game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're, you're sitting there like, being possessed, people just laughing at you. Yeah, yeah. This is great. It's like a party. And I like trick. the yeah. the fact that they're teenagers makes that believable. You know yeah, what I mean? Because exactly. they they are dumb enough to pressure <laughs> each other into doing something like that. Yeah. And you know, but, Mark, A twenty four has already like got in cahoots with the filmmakers to make like a prequel. Oh, really? About the yeah. Hand. I, I I just I knew it was ripe for that. Um, but I just really, uh, really enjoyed it. And you know that that I've already told you this before that I know that a movie like stuck with me when I buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. That's like the first day it comes out, I buy, buy the Blu-ray. I've only done that. Like, I've only done that like two or three times this year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my fourth one will be coming up, uh, in a couple of weeks when the Boogeyman comes out. But that's it. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. this was really good. Was you really liked good. the Boogeyman? Oh, yeah. Boogeyman yeah. was great. I liked it, too. Don't ever make fun of me again. Ever. Boogeyman. Ever. <laughs> Boogeyman was great. No. That was a good PG-13 horror film. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe PG. No, no, no. no. Well, yeah. I watched it. It's one of my movies, and I thought it was fine. No. I didn't think it was bad. It was good. It was really good. Yep, some really good <sighs> scares. Yep, good stuff. Love it. I really it. like the. Well, now we're getting onto a different movie, but I liked it. Yeah. Yep. I'll talk Trust about me. it more when it's my turn. Trust <laughs> me, I will not be purchasing a Blu-ray of bad things, but I shall <laughs> be. Purchasing well, neither will I. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So this last time through, we're going to do what we call the dump. And uh, as gross as it sounds, we're just going <laughs> to real quick tell you the rest of the things or else we'd be here all night. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I will not be buying the DVD of I, uh, none two. Did you guys talk about this already? I did not. I was thinking whether I should talk about it or not, but. Well, I'll just quickly say um, I didn't love Nun 1, and you definitely need to have seen Nun 1 to even kind of understand what's happening in Nun 2, and I didn't love Nun 2 either. To me, it was so formulaic. It's like mm-hmm. you see then the nun appears out of the background, then she jumps out and goes boo, and then it's the next scene that she mm-hmm. materializes out of the background, jumps out and goes boo, and then it's, an, yeah. it's just like the whole movie of that over and over. I'm like, oh, okay, come on. I know the there's some kind of a scene. Yeah, I know, I know. And I, I don't hate the Conjuring universe like you do. I just, I am not into these nun movies, but. Can I just uh, say that I, I was one of the few that I, I actually enjoyed the first nun because I, I felt like the setting and everything was, was very kind of like they were trying to go for like a hammer type, very gothic mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. setting. And I appreciated that. And yes, it was a little hokey in some parts. Uh, yeah, I did not like this at all. Uh, like, uh, 
What you said is right. It's such a great, they squandered that great setting. And I think they squandered a scary character the first time we all saw her. At least I think so. I thought she was pretty terrifying looking, but I think she's one of those characters that she loses that after the 50th time that you've seen her and just her appearing is not enough to call, to make a horror movie out of. And that's all that this, this is really. What is she trying to do? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always say with sure. those movies is like try to put yourself in the mind frame of the demon, and try to figure out what the hell that demon is trying to accomplish. <laughs> That's so like, true. That's so true. It's it, it, it ridiculous. Like you're like yeah. you're just waiting in that picture for that long to pop out. Like yeah. you know, ooga booga, basically. Like yes, these are supposed so to be true. dangerous entities, and it's they're basically like elaborate pranksters most of the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there, there was a. There was a couple. I, I did think that the uh, the whole thing that the newsstand and the magazines flipping, but again, uh, it's wind, a cool visual. But that it doesn't was make cool. any logical sense. No, it doesn't. And it was also used in the trailer, so I had already. <laughs> so you knew I had already it was, knew it was coming. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and if they'd have done Discord. that instead of all the other, oh, she's in the corner. Can't you see her? You know. Yeah. You know, then that. Yeah, I agree with you. So it, it was just wasted. Wasted material. And here's, here's how bad it was. We, my family went to see that. We watched it. There was about 20 minutes left. It was the final battle. Okay. The final climax of the scene. And all the sound goes off. All the sound goes off in the movie. Oh. Like the movie's still playing, but there's no sound. And we were all just like, eh, let's go. I mean, we got free movie well, tickets. Well, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> we got free movie tickets, and then we were like, yeah, we don't need to go back and see it. It was, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it, it's a shame because it really, I, I do think there's something scary about, like, that character or, or that the nun itself, but, like, they're just, they're just blowing it. They're just blowing yeah, I, it. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, and I like everybody oh, really likes the. Oh, sorry, Tammy. Everybody. No, I was really just gonna say I like the, that main girl. What's her face? His sister. Um, what's yeah. the main girl's name? I can't think of her name right now, but not Vera fault for Amiga, but uh, her sister. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of her as yeah. Violet from American yeah. Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me too. Yeah. Season one, right? Yes. Yeah, the, the best only one. season in yeah, my the, opinion. The only yeah. good season. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty true. Man, and I love. Oh, did you want to see anything else, Jessica? Um, I was just going to say, The Conjuring Two. Um, like a lot of people like that movie. I actually didn't really like The Conjuring Two, but I did get really freaked out Same by here. the Valak scene. Um, that was like so effective and so scary. Um, so when they were first announcing that they're going to have a movie about her. I was like, man, that's going to be freaking scary. And I never it even sh- finished the first one because I was bored. It should have been like like a, the the background of like who this nun was and like how she got, you know, it, 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 instead of like it's it's a demon that takes the form of a nun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all it is and jumps out and says ooga booga or whatever. Uh, <laughs> doesn't seem to have any purpose other than that. But yeah. I, I know, what did it say? It was looking for the. What was it? The eyes of that nun. The eyes of uh, one of the other uh, a nun that had her eyes, right? That they buried her eyes, and it was looking for the eyes because the eyes could stop it. 
And I think, oops, I just spoiled the whole movie. Sorry. No, it's okay. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not making sense. So. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I watched Elevator Game. That was really dumb. I yeah. watched Nanny. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I think I'm not the audience for Elevator Game. It's for like 15 year old YouTube watchers. It's just not yeah. for me. Um, uh, can I just say, because that was the one that I had. Again, why is this on Shutter? Like, it is a terrible movie. I'm so tired of movies that are centered around the social media, YouTube, yeah. whatever. I understand it's like for young people, or whatever. It's just a, it's just a, an excuse to like not make a cinematic quality movie. You know, hundred percent. It's just yes. an excuse. I'm tired of it. I mean, and it's and it never comes out looking like a real YouTube video. It always comes out looking hokey and stupid. And I, I, I totally agree. So, <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Yes. So dumb. Um, I watched Natty Knox. That was also dumb. I saw that um, too. I was yeah, so sad it was... because it had some like good actors in it that I was excited about. Was Natty yeah. the the bad person that knocks on your door? Is that what it was? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I did I did finally see, and I know this is kind of horror adjacent, but it's, is it Sisu, S-I-S-U? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God, that was freaking outstanding. It was so amazing. It was so good. I agree. It was really good. <laughs> did you gentlemen see that? Not no, yet. I want to, though. Anyone. That's more like action than horror, but it's really good. It's, it's okay. very gory, isn't it? It's extremely yeah. gory, and it has Nazis. So I'll just well, you what know. Was the, what was the film that was? Um, oh my gosh, it's been several years now. He did a couple of films, and they weren't really um, horror. They were just real, like something like Green Room. Remember the Green Room? That's not yes. horror, but it was gory and it was like, you know, is it similar to that? Mm-hmm. Just kind of way gorier. Um, okay. I mean, I saw Green Room and I would say Green Room, I agree with you, but it's kind of tame compared to this is just like mm-hmm. way more cinematic. Yes. I wish I would have seen this at the movies. I almost went and then I, I don't know why I didn't go, but I, this would, this is one to see at the movies. It's obviously it's too late now, but you can tell it I think that's the night you were home watching bad (laughs) (laughs) This seemed more totally like the gore was supposed to be fun, right? Like, this didn't seem like it was a movie with a whole bunch of tension. It seemed more like it was, let's splatter Nazis. I mean, it's like... Um, No, that is Overlord. That is... Overlord is that kind of movie. This is, like, the meanness of... This is a guy who the question is, is he, the legend is he's immortal. So the Nazis do everything they can possibly think of to try to kill him. I won't tell you whether it works or not. And, um, you know, plus his whole, his whole, he's uh, in Finland, right? I'm not too up on Finnish history, but apparently the Nazis like completely decimated that whole area. And um he comes back for more to find like everyone he knows and his whole time everything's gone. And he 
goes after one thing to try to like start a new life. Right, Jessica, what you say? I mean, I don't know why else you would go for that one thing. And the Nazi, and his, as he's riding back into town, the Nazis are coming towards him. Like he's going back to town and the Nazis are coming from just decimating his town. And he dares to like make eye contact with the general or whatever. And it's just on from there because how dare you, you know, look me in the eye kind of a thing. And then they kind of go through his things and see what he has. And after that, it's, I guess it's kind of like a giant cat and mouse game, but the Nazis have no chance against this guy. And you're just, you're, you're rooting so hard for this guy and he never lets you down. And it's, it's just so great, but it is very tension filled. And, you know, I was doing a lot of this kind of thing, you know, but it's fun in the sense that you want to see Nazis get killed, but not fun in the sense that it's like lighthearted. Okay. It's, it's very quick. Wouldn't you say it's kind of Quentin Tarantino, if you can call those movies fun in a way they kind of are, but yet they're Glory's so passion. brutal. Like it's stylized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The movie mm-hmm. I was thinking of was Blue Ruin. Remember that? No, same I remember guy. you liked it. I don't think I ever saw it. It's the same guy. But you're directed Green Room. I knew it was mm-hmm. colors, but oh, because <laughs> yeah. it, it was really popular in horror circles. But it's more of a crime drama thriller action yeah. type thing. So okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know what she would call this. I, to me, I would call this a horror movie, but not yeah. like to, not like rar kind it's of. This one movie. is action war. It's yeah. definitely that, but action kind of cheapens it a little. I think it's it's deeper than that, and I, I believe it's not too far from the truth. Yes, it's kind of stylized a little for the movie, but I yeah. have no. I believe it's a it's a, an amalgamation of all kinds of atrocities that were truly brought upon people, yeah. and you kind of just you see these things happen to this guy, and you just. Oh, it just breaks your heart, you know, and it's actually, it's a guy and his dog movie kind of a thing. And, ah, it's just absolutely excellent. A plus. It should get an Oscar. Of course, it never will. But I think if I'm going to rec, if I don't know what other audience to recommend it to other than horror, because it's just, I don't think normies, as Jessica calls them, would want to see that stuff because it's just too brutal. And I think we can handle it. You know what I mean? So, um, a couple of movies that I turned off. I turned off Perpetrator, and I turned off A Southern Haunting. They both suck. Um, I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of rewatches right now. Tubi has a spotlight category called Giallo, and I've just been working my way through that. But they're all rewatches, except I did find a new one I hadn't seen. It's called City of the Living Dead, which oh my god, that was freaking amazing. That was so good. But, you know, I was like rewatching Suspiria, The Beyond, House by Cemetery, all those kinds of things. I've rewatched the, all the, ho- the first three Halloweens, because that's where it stops, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I, uh, and then I'll just bring up two TV shows that I would recommend. Yes, I did start AHS, um, which I said it seems like it's going to be a play on Rosemary's Baby. Um, it's called Delicate, and I guess it's the first one based on a book, uh, namely Danielle Valentine's Delicate Condition, which now I really want to read it, but I don't want to read it before I finish because I don't want to like explain anything to myself. Um, Kim Kardashian is a car wreck. It's like, I can't look away. Like, 
she's terrible and horrible and a vapid person. But yet when she's on the screen, I don't know. She just, I can't look away from her. And Emma Roberts is playing like a pretty more subdued character than she usually plays in these series. Um, so I'm really liking it so far. And it doesn't have, seem to have a lot of the ridiculous crass crudeness that I think some of the other, especially like last season with the AIDS thing. Um, just a little, I think he does like a, just a lot of in-your-face stuff and then calls it horror. And I, this doesn't seem to have any of that. And so I'm enjoying it. Um, and then I have Apple Plus right now. And uh, I started a series that I'm really liking called The Changeling, which uh, it's like fantasy horror, they're calling it. But it's so, you know, The, the Changeling has been redone so many times. Um, it's basically a, I don't know. I'm only on like the third one and there's like eight or whatever. So I don't totally know. But it's something to do about it's his baby and it's not really his baby and his wife disappears. So it's kind of like that changeling story. But he also like crosses over into an alternate reality. And I, I love that. I just sign me up anytime there's any kind of an alternate reality kind of thing. So I'm really, um, enjoying that. And, uh, that's, that's it for me. Right. Lots of good stuff. All right, Van, what you got? Dump it out. All right. Well, uh, Sorry. Well, there it goes Sorry. again. <laughs> I, every time I'm going to start taking that yeah, personally time. now. Yeah. Just thrown, she made her turn her fan off. So she's just yeah. I'm delirious from the heat. Sorry, I knocked it down. No, okay, this is personal. Go. I know. <laughs> well, maybe a little. It kind of is by now, yes. <laughs> Um, so I did get around to seeing The Pope's Exorcist, it's now on Netflix. Um, American film, uh, director Julius Avery, it was kind of funny, I looked at his Wikipedia page, it read, Julius Avery is an Australian screenwriter and film director, he's a real poor guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> and I guess, I, I didn't know he did 2018's Overlord, which we had mentioned before. Um, That's a great movie. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, synopsis on this one, uh, inspired by the actual files of Father Gabriel Mort, um, chief exorcist of the Vatican. The Pope's exorcist follows Mort as he investigates a young boy's terrifying possession and ends up uncovering a centuries-old conspiracy the Vatican is desperately trying to keep in. Um, And, you know, 1973's The Exorcist aside, exorcism movies are among my least favorite in the genre, I would say. Uh, although every so often we kind of get an interesting take, especially from another culture, usually. Um, so I didn't have high hopes going into this one, especially since it's one of those based on true events type stories that, you know, see the thoughts I've expressed about the Conjuring series for more details on that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'd say that, you know, this film is very watchable. Um, Russell Crowe's performance, I think, goes a long way in making an otherwise very generic story entertaining. Uh, there's some really great looking sets in here, which gives like some great eye candy and a really good soundtrack. Um, we had the cult, we had the violent femmes. I was pretty impressed by the music that we got to hear in this. Um, wow. this is not something that I'll ever watch again, uh, <laughs> but it was an okay to, way to like kill almost two hours or so. Um, I think you guys have all seen this one by this point, right? I have not. I liked all the possession stuff thought it was done well it was at the very end i didn't like i just I thought it was a little too action movie you know 
Yeah, there's exorcism scenes, but they don't, they're not all that important, honestly. So, yeah. uh, it was, it was okay. Yeah. Um, you got, what is it, um, Alex Esso, too? Yeah. She's mm. the mom. So. She's the mom. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she, I like her. she's not, you know, <laughs> she's not carrying the film or anything, but, um, yeah. like I said, it's, it's more watchable than you would expect it to be. It's not great, but, um, it's. I'm surprised how much money I honestly went into this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they threw a lot of money into this one for some reason. Yeah. Um, also, I think they were hoping. Yeah. I, I think they were yeah, hoping for it to be a, uh, you know, uh, a franchise. Yeah, another Conjuring type franchise or something. Yep. Mm. Um. So also on Netflix, I watched Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. Uh, from Japan, director is uh Yusuke Ishida. Um, the synopsis is, a young man who works around the clock is nothing more than a corporate drone. All it takes is a zombie outbreak for him to finally feel alive. And I guess this is based on a manga, but I haven't read that. Uh, has anyone else seen this one? Nope. No, uh, I don't have Netflix anymore. I don't either. I'm protesting them. My goodness. Okay. Uh, the movie starts off, you know, fairly strong. With, uh, we got the corporate world and the zombie outbreak kind of have this fun energy to it. Unfortunately, it's just one of those horror comedies that's neither very funny nor very scary. Uh, mm. Most of the humor, at least for me, falls flat, and the plot in the second half just sort of meanders without any sense of urgency. Um, the ending does give us a memorable zombified creature. I won't say what kind of creature it is, but by the time you're there, uh, it feels like it's taken too long to get there. So it has has it has gore and nudity. But the script feels like it was written for like a younger audience, like for teenagers almost. Um, plus, the acting doesn't really add anything in terms of like on-screen presence or comedic timing. So it's kind of a strange mix, and I think it's um, utterly avoidable, in my opinion. Um, I also watched the one that Tammy turned off, Perpetrator, uh, on Shutter. I was tempted to also turn it off, but I, I suffered <laughs> through it. So. Uh, an American film directed by Jennifer Reeder. Um, she did Knives and Skin, which I didn't see, but I think a lot of people like that one. And she did last year's Night's End, which I didn't care for. Um, so the synopsis here, a re- reckless teen Johnny Baptiste is sent to live with her estranged Aunt Hildy. On her 18th birthday, she experiences a radical metamorphosis, a family spell that redefines her, called Forevering. When several girls go missing at school, a feral Johnny hunts the perpetrator. That sounds like it should be a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. Not quite there. Uh, we do have Alicia Silverstone in here, which is kind of nice. Um, but this is a movie, I mean, I think the worst part is that it's confusing. It's it's surreal, but in a way that I can't always tell what's supposed to be normal for the character. You know, which isn't a great way, I think, to do surrealism. Or like that's kind of like dream logic that we sort of see sometimes. Um, it's got like this weird tone. Like sometimes I feel like it should be comical, like Heather's. Uh, but it's not yeah. really played for laughs. Like there are so many goofy moments and characters and goofy characters, but it's all like played too straight. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of got like, I feel like it's got a little bit of everything currently trending thrown into. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's coming of age. It's like men and take patriarchy equal bad like menstruation is a symbol of power like yada yada i mean you can kind of like start hitting the checklist of all these things that um yeah. we've been seeing you know popular culture especially in culture 
Wars. I don't know what we call it. Um, and I, I will say this movie. I take exception to the depiction of men. Like men are in, are to be endured in this movie, not shown as like respectful or desirable in any way. Like they're all pieces of crap for the most part. Um, and this film just feels long. <laughs> like the plot becomes very predictable, and the payoff just isn't worth the wait. Um, the music is pretty good, at least, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Tammy really missed much in turning this one off. I stayed with it longer than I normally do. Like, I mean, I seriously watched like half of it and I just wasn't, I couldn't connect with it. I couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like you did as very scattered. And I do also, I was good to see Alicia Silverstone. I think that's probably why I gave it a chance. Yeah, especially but she I was just, like doing like sexy goth. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm yeah. here for this. And then. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I just gave up. Yeah, it's, it's got weird pacing, and yeah, it, it was weird. It was a very strange movie, but not in a good way. Right, right. Um, I'm gonna bring up one that just because we're because we're in October now, and people listening might have younger kids, but uh, I did see in theaters like two months back, The Haunted Mansion. Um, you know, which okay, so directed by Justin Simeon. Right, which he wrote and directed 2020's Bad Hair mm-hmm. about the the haunted weave. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, I, I like that one too. Yeah. Uh, and this is like based on the ride, right? So the synopsis is um, a woman and her son enlist a motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of supernatural waters. Um, and I took my kids to see this, this one. It should have been released. Or sorry, it should not have been released in the summer. Um, I know it did poorly at the box office, but I think it's a pretty good family Halloween season film. Uh, I like that it didn't avoid issues of grief and mourning, especially because it's about a haunted place, you know. Um, it put those things front and center, and it's not often that a kid's movie really explores those things, and I re- kind of respect it for trying. Um, it had some genuinely humorous moments, and some moments of horror that can actually scare a little kid, which is a compliment. Um, I like the cast. The main guy, uh, like Keith Stanfield, he was particularly well cast. I liked him a lot. And you got this ensemble of like misfit characters that come together, which I really like as well. I love, I love that kind of setting. And I mean, there are things that could have been done better in the movie. Uh, for instance, there's like, there's a supposed twist involving a character's father that's not at all set up well and falls completely flat. And it won't be a twist at all to any adult watching it. Uh, you'll wonder why nobody else caught onto it. Um, nevertheless, I think if anyone listening has younger kids and you're looking for something new this Halloween, I would recommend checking this one out. I think it's a nice one to put in rotation for families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and might yeah, I right. add that that comes out on Disney Plus on October 4th. Oh, good. Good timing. Mm-hmm. Right um, now, Disney Plus theaters, is dollar, yeah. $1.99 for three months, so I got it. So anybody cool. else out there thinking about trying it, for six bucks, you get it for three months. And I'll just race through these ones really quickly. I did catch up on some horror that I've missed over the last couple of years. Uh, so I finally saw The Deep House uh, about the uh, the two divers that go in the lake. And there's the house underneath that's like strangely well-preserved. Um, mm-hmm. Really interesting premise and location. I don't think there's enough story there to keep it afloat. Sorry for the pun. Um, no, then, you're not. <laughs> well, well played. Well played. Sacred. Sacred. Uh, the, there's like a twist in there. It's kind of hard to believe. I don't know. Like, there just wasn't enough story. I, 
it's creepy at times, but I got tired of seeing them swim through the same flooded sets like over and over again. Um, there were there was something good there, but it didn't quite didn't quite get there. Uh, I did finally see the Meg. I watched that with my son, knowing that the Meg Two was going to be coming out. Um, so dumb and sometimes fun. Uh, <laughs> the carnage in the third act should have been bigger, I think. Um, but I'll watch the Meg Two with my son probably this week or something like that. It's on one of the one of the streaming networks now um, that we have. Uh, I did also finally see Zombieland Double Tap, which Mm. I didn't see in 2019. Um, I missed this one. I I did see over 100 films in 2019. Over 100 horror films, which is rare for me. Uh, But yeah, I missed it, despite liking the first Zombieland. Um, And this one was fun. And unless I'm remembering wrong, this one leans more heavily in the comic realm than the first yeah. one did. Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Like, yeah. Yes. The first one had its humorous moments, but I felt like this one came off more forced in humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially in the beginning. And it kind of took me a little while to adjust to that. And, you know, uh, but once, once the movie got rolling, I had fun with it and it's got a nice message attached to it. So, um, whatever. I, I enjoyed myself for the most part. And rewatches, I rewatch Christine. Um, every few years, I, I saw that at the movies. I forgot to say, Christine. Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I love the cinematography in this, and I love Carpenter's score. Uh, I still consider this one of like the unsung classic King adaptations in Carpenter films. Like, I know it's got a certain amount of respect, but I think it still deserves more than it receives overall. Um, and then the last one I'll talk about. Just the other day, I watched uh, Constantine. Um, and I had—I oh, don't think I'd seen that since 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're coming out with a second one. I think it's in development. I um, think I think you're right. Yeah, and I was a fan of the Hellblazer comics. Uh, and even though like they didn't cast a blonde Brit, I still think they did a really good job with this one. Um, because this this is a film that could have been a disaster. Uh, but I think that beginning exorcism scene is still one of my favorites. Um, as far as exorcisms go, and the movie is just filled with memorable visuals and awesome lore. I love the world building, and it doesn't shy away from confronting like theological questions. Like I hadn't seen it in close to twenty years, and I think it was even better than I remember. So I really enjoyed this one, and I think it aged very well actually uh, awesome. in the past, you know, almost twenty years. So um, yeah, I really look forward to Constantine two when that comes out, and that's it. I'm spent. <laughs> That's a lot of talking, Vin. Yeah, no, yeah, very okay. <laughs> very Good job. All right, you're up, Jess. All right, Dump it out. Know. All right. Well, I saw the blackening, which I actually thought was really funny. I think I've heard. Oh my god, it's the worst it. movie I've ever seen in my life. No, no, I thought no. it was funny. <laughs> it was. Fu- it was fun. There was. It was. Vin, did you see this? Gosh, I did not you yet. Ben, did you see this? Okay. No, well, I we'll didn't see, see it yet. <laughs> So fun. far, it seems like, from what I've heard, is all the white people I know that have seen it don't like it, and all the black people I know that have seen it do like it. So, well, I'm I don't know. Well, I'm not black, and I liked it. Well, there you go. That's cool. You're the only other white person I know that liked it. <laughs> I think it's an absolute insult to my intelligence. Oh, the movie? come on now. No, no I'm I, I no, thought it was it clever. Not. No, 
It wasn't. Maybe I'm dumb because I thought it was. <laughs> and I like all the characters. You know, I thought. Can I recommend this really good movie I watched called Bad Things? Can I recommend oh, that? Gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. I would sit through the blackening maybe seventy-eight uh, times in a row before I, I was embarrassed. One more minute of Bad Things. I was anyway. embarrassed for the human race when I was sitting there watching that thing. And then I sat in the movie, but I would play it on my phone for a good deal of it because it was so bad. the human race. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's even the worst like, thing I can come up with. It's not even, like, poorly made or anything, though. Yes, it is. No, Disney. it's not. It looked good. Um, I guess the the villain in the end was a little disappointing. But other than that, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I finally watched Renfield, which was also a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I, really that was a lot watch. better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Nicolas Cage in it. He was great. Um, also, Nicholas Holt was pretty great in it, too. And it's very, very cheesy, you know. But um, and the blood, the CGI blood was kind of weird. Like the style that they went with but it was just really fun and it looks great so definitely a fun time that's all i can really say for it it was just fun um i saw the boogeyman i like that um and then like love it but i really like the the relationship between the sisters i felt like that was really sweet and special um, has anyone else here has anyone else here read the original story yeah no I think maybe that's what killed it for me. Then maybe I was looking for that, and that definitely wasn't that. So it still wasn't the, good anyway. It certainly was not. Certainly was not. Your mic must have caught out, cut out there, because I didn't hear not. <laughs> You're feisty tonight. Yes. Wow. Well, I thought it was okay. Um. <laughs> I saw Knock at the Cabin finally. Actually ended up liking it more than I thought I was going to like it. Um, and some of the scenes were actually pretty effective in scaring me. Um, I do wish that somebody who wasn't like known to be a super weirdo religious person had made it. <laughs> because in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but be like, oh, but M. Night Shyamalan made this. And so therefore, I feel like I'm being preached to, you know. Um, but I still thought it was good. I wish that not every single person ruined the book, because then I would read the book. But it's been ruined like a thousand times for me, just from hearing people talk about it in podcasts. So guess I'll skip that. Um, there is a 2B original anthology called Tell Me a Creepy Story. And it's actually good. Um, this is on the higher end of the 2B original movies that I've seen this year. So I would recommend that everybody go and watch that. I think I actually like each story, too. So it's a little low budge, but um, but it was enjoyable. And then there's another one on there, another anthology called Dr. Seville's Horror Show, which is complete garbage. Avoid that at all costs. (laughs) Watch that one. 
Um, I saw the Outwaters, which is probably my biggest letdown of the year so far. Because <laughs> I was actually kind of excited to see this. And everybody's been giving it terrible reviews. And I was like, well, I still want to watch it. So I watched it. I have no idea like what the story was, what happened. I was completely confused. And most of it is just like a little tiny speck of light, yep. circle of light from a flashlight in the darkness. For like and half lots of blood. The movie. Lots there of is blood. lots of blood, but the blood doesn't even look good. The blood looks like not good fake blood. Although I prefer it to CGI blood, so that's fine. But, um, yeah, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I tried to go on Reddit to figure it out, and everybody on Reddit was like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, okay, <laughs> nobody knows. I guess nobody knows what happens in the Outwaters. Um, so I would not recommend it, unfortunately. I was pretty excited about it. <laughs> I saw The Flood, which is a movie on Tubi that's really, really bad about a prison getting flooded and alligators invading the prison and prisoners getting eaten by alligators, which that part's cool, um, except that the alligators are... They're, it's actually not the worst CGI alligators I've seen, but there are times when it's really bad. And the sheriff is, like, the hottest lady ever who looks like a porn star or something. She's got, like, these big lips, and she's blonde and big boobs. And I'm like, why is this person the sheriff? But whatever. <laughs> sure. It's, got, it's um, the opposite problem of bad things, right? Yeah. I guess that's it's too true, attractive. It did, it did help me get through the movie. <laughs> hot lady in her white t-shirt who's like wet throughout the whole thing so <laughs> but it was still pretty bad and that's coming from someone who likes alligator movies um i watched one called everybody dies by the end that's on tubi but i don't think it's a tubi original um it's kind of like a mockumentary type of dealio about a film director who, like, stopped making horror films because he got a bad review that ruined his life or whatever. And then ten years later, he's <laughs> trying to make, like, the his final movie because he's had an epiphany and this is going to be his last hurrah. Um, and this is, a, like, a comedy horror. Um, so it's pretty funny. It's kind of... I posted about it and I said that if you like Deadstream and feed me from last year that there's a chance that you'll like this too um this kind of got that feel the main character is like a total wacko the director so if you're like on board with his character then you'll probably enjoy the movie although it does take a while to get to the end um and i don't know if it was entertaining enough throughout you know to hold your attention all the way to the end but i still was happy to see it I saw The Park, which is about, like, all the grown-ups on the planet die from a virus. And for some reason, children aren't affected. But once they hit puberty and they start becoming adults, then they also get infected. So, pretty sure this is supposed to be, like, largely metaphorical for coming of age. 
Um, but the way that they solve this issue in the end makes it really confusing because then it kind of takes away from the whole metaphorical aspect of it, in my opinion. But, um, it wasn't terrible. It's actually kind of brutal because it's a lot of like kids killing each other. So not a terrible movie. Um, I watched one called Caviar, which is like a whole weird social media influencer. Um, conspiracy theory, mockumentary type of deal, kind of found footage, lots of crazy weird stuff going on, but, um, that one actually is kind of entertaining and I like the acting in it. So I would recommend that one. Um, it's not listed as a comedy at all, but I found it like largely comedic, <laughs> but maybe that's just me. <laughs> Um, that's pretty much it. I saw Natty Knox, thought it was terrible. Oh, I watched one today called Murder Size. Oh, gosh. On Tubi. Might be the worst Tubi original I've seen so far. Murder Size. I watched one today. I watched one Let me just throw this in there. I watched one today on Tubi from 1984 like, to or something called The Majorettes. Oh my god, how this ever got past me, I have no idea. There is so much boobs and slashing, and I actually used to twirl baton when I was younger, believe it or not, and uh, so it's all about a bunch of baton twirlers who, it's kind of problematic because they're all supposed to be in high school, yet they're naked 90% of the movie, and they're all dating, like, the policemen, one of them's dating, like, the sheriff, and they're getting sliced up one by one. It has really good music, and it was terribly entertaining so if you like <laughs> bad like i have never heard of this before but i would totally recommend it. it's on tubi it's called the majorettes and it is just a boob and slash fest from beginning to end i mean it's bordering like there is there's not this much nudity in a porn okay i'm telling you i i don't know how this ever got made but it's like it was extremely entertaining and <laughs> I mean, it's it's ter it's terrible. It, it but in all the good ways, the way that a good '80s slasher, it's everything that an '80s slasher should be. So, yeah. if you also find yourself trolling Tubi for a movie to watch because you can't find one anywhere else, you're not going to go wrong with the majorette. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on your time. I just forgot I had watched it. So you said no. TV. That's good. I'm going to add it to my watch list. You you will like it. You will. You will like it. I think the only other things I saw were two really bad shark movies. One called The Black Demon and one called Blind Waters. Yeah, I saw Black Demon. I, I almost saw Josh Black Demon. How did get Josh <laughs> Lucas to star in that movie? You know what? I mean, he's a decent actor. That main Josh actor? Luke yeah. In the Black Demon, the, the main That guy actor. was like the worst part of the movie. Nah, he's a pretty good actor. He's been in a lot of... Um, I don't know, but his acting in the Black Demon was like real bad. Well, Definitely he, worse uh, than everyone else. I think he uh, phoned, phoned it, it in. in. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Definitely did. Yeah. So my, my turn here, I'm going to... Bring us home, Mark. Um, anybody else see the new new Insidious yet? Yes, oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah I uh, saw Insidious: yep. The Red Door. 
it was it was okay. I mean, it wasn't um, you know, uh, as as good as say like the first one, uh, but it, it was okay. Um, I didn't think it stuck the landing in the end. Yeah, yeah. No, but I liked the the black girl. I liked that dynamic yeah. with. I liked their friendship in the college. I think I talked about this on the when we did the her or around, the her round table. But um, they'll never get that magic back from the first one. So you you can't go into this looking for that. But it has a couple of redeeming things about it. So. Yeah. So definitely, uh, you know, if if you're in, into the insidious. Uh, you've probably already seen it, but it, it was okay. Um, also saw a haunting in Venice. Um, yes, I did too. Yeah, it was, it was a good film, really well made, really well acted. Yeah. Uh, and just like Vin was asking, you know, is it, is it really supernatural? You know, I'm not going to spoil that for you, but I mean, there was some, uh, pretty effective, um, you know, scares. The the biggest thing is the, is the the setting was really good. The lighting. That's what Vin's. It's Vin's dream setting in that ghost yeah. story. You know, yeah. so like it. <clears throat> so it was it was good. You know how much horror is it? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you decide that when you watch it. But um, let's see. Uh, saw a film called All Fun and Games about a kid who. It's a uh, like a weird possessed knife. It starts <laughs> like this killing spree type thing. It, As you do. It was just, <laughs> just kind of goofy, if you ask me. Um, and then the the last one that I want to talk about. Well, I I didn't. I told you I wanted to briefly talk about these three uh, that you guys have already talked about previously. Um, Cobweb is really good. But that's a good Excellent. film. Um, yeah. Attachment is on Shutter. Um, the Jewish horror. Um, it was. I liked the movie, but it was it was missing something. It didn't it didn't have enough um, horror for me. Um, and then Run Rabbit Run, I enjoyed. Um, I know you guys have talked about that. Just talked about that last in your last. Uh, Period. So, those three are are at least recommends. And then uh, last one is um, I don't know if I ever mentioned this before. I, I watched this months ago, uh, and I think it's one of the um, I don't know if it would be called a hidden gem of 2023, but it's a little indie film called The Harbinger. Anybody see that one yet? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Harbinger. Let me. I just want to look up. Look it up real quick. I want to make sure that you know there, there's a there's a really crappy Harbinger film uh, that came out last year. Uh, that's not. This is not this one. Um, there's basically this girl who has to go take care of a friend during the the pandemic, and uh, so it's like a a a, de- like a haunting demon story, whatever. I thought it was really good. It, it, it's, uh, it actually says that it came out December 1st, 2022. Uh, I did not see it in 2022. So I'm counting it as 2023, but I thought it was really good. It, it's got good performances and, and it was sufficiently creepy. 
and I have heard nobody talk about it at all. Do you know where you saw it? Do you, is, do you know what I'm, service I'm sure I probably rented it on iTunes or something. Um, but uh, it, it, the, the, the poster, you know you have the right one when uh, it's the poster of, of Woods that's got this black shadow and it's got, remember how they used to have um, the uh, the bird beak um, the plague doctor, yeah. plague doctor type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a shadow on there. But watch that. I think it's pretty, pretty good. I, I put it on my list. Yeah, but I think that's it. I, I'm planning on seeing the Saw X this week. We'll see. We'll see if that's any good. It just came out this week. Anybody else? It looks care, no. Care it looks that? like. It- I don't like the Saw movies really, but this one looks like it might be okay. I didn't realize this, but it's um, it's set between the either the first and second Saw or the second and third. So it's a it's a it's not oh. like yeah it's it's okay. I wouldn't say it's a prequel, but it, it's going back and it's filling in a gap um, because obviously if you know anything about Saul, the guy's dead. Um, died of cancer, right? So it's going back. And basically what it is is uh, he gets his, these experimental treatments of these people that said they they could cure him and it's a hoax and you don't you don't hoax the song. Because <laughs> <laughs> then he takes out his, his revenge on these people. So, anyway, so that, that made it interesting to me. So I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Nice. All right. I've seen like the first two, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna watch them all this month. Yeah, I don't know if they're all worth watching. Definitely the first one, maybe first two. I don't know. I don't even. They all run together for me after like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know how many I've seen to be honest, but I don't know. This one, like, there's the one part, like, there's a part in the and it's in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything, but he has to like. So one guy has to keep scooping out parts of his brain till he has enough. Did you see that? Like, because they're all doctors, so he makes them do stuff to themselves, and he makes one of the guys has to like cut a hole in his head. And oh, I'm all yeah. about that. I'm all yeah, about right? that. Yeah, right. Like, just see. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it. I think we've all exhausted our list here. Um, why don't we go ahead and give our plugs in? Get out of here. Jessica, where can people find you on the interwebs? On Facebook, I'm Jessica Schmidt. On Instagram, I'm amateur.destroyer. On Letterboxd, I'm ashy underscore slashy. And I am leaving Twitter, aka X. So I'm not going to give my username because I'm deleting it in like a day or two. Um, Getting out of there. Yeah, I'm done. But... I have a Threads, which is kind of like the Instagram version of Twitter. And if anybody wants to give me a Blue Sky invite, I'll be on Blue Sky eventually. What is Blue Sky? It's like the guy who made Twitter. The guy who made Twitter made Blue Sky since Twitter got ruined. But it's like it's like invite only. So. All right. How about you, Taminator? Uh, on Facebook, I'm Terminator Timmy Turner. That's it. 
Amen. Short and sweet, just like Tammy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> on Facebook, I'm Vin Horrorcast. On Instagram, I believe it's Revenant Vin. And on YouTube, it is Revenant Reads. You can email us at askthehorrorcast at gmail.com. Follow us on X at uh, the HCast. And oh, we are the Horrorcast on Instagram as well. Good gravy. Need to go watch the majorettes. <laughs> yeah. You, you two boys will be thanking me. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Can't imagine that a really good slasher from the '80s made it past my. Um... I couldn't either, but I'm telling you, there it was. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm just having to, having trouble here. You like you liked bad things, <laughs> so I'm just. Well, this, I mean, this is not, I mean, this isn't a, to- this is, this is not one movie that you say is good because it's good. It's good because it's a slasher and lots of naked women. And you do have to, to sit through some majorette routines, I'm sorry to say, which is gir- girls twirling their batons in these little blue outfits. But, you know, it's just filler till the next kill. So, yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for listening. That's going to do it for this episode of the Horrorcast, where it's all killer, no filler. Stay scared. Monsters!